Oh! What are you guys doing here? I don't leave the couch. Tim! I don't know how I got here either. <laughs> you just, you phased into yeah. existence on my couch. Yeah, I just kind of wandered in here. Wait a oh, minute. Oh, the blue teleport from the sky. Bam! Something seems different. Yeah, we don't have someone here dragging us down is what we don't have. It's less lame in here. <laughs> Where's Paul? We kicked him. <laughs> it's alright, we replaced Paul with someone a little more swarthy, in my opinion. Someone who knows how to talk about stuff. Ain't that that Paul has no idea, because Paul doesn't know anything. Paul doesn't know anything, does he? Oh. Tim, talk trash about Paul now. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that off the cuff. I think he, he might have certain specialties, certain fields of expertise. There are no qualities. <laughs> have you watched Power Trip, Tim? There's no qualities he brings to the table. Anger. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe he's, he's, he's the Jekyll to your Hyde. He's, you know, he's, he is the reason controllers get broken around here. Hey, cost me money! <laughs> that fuck! Oh well. Uh, I don't, that'll be it. That's a good way to punctuate it. <laughs> That's pretty much what he is. That belch in your lower diaphragm. Upper diaphragm? I don't know. Where doesn't happen in, yeah. doesn't happen in your diaphragm at all. I don't know. I don't know people, things. Anatomy. Anatomy. Burps <laughs> usually happen in your stomach. And my brother, and Adam, me. Uh, whatever. It's going to go off the rails, baby! I'm not awake enough for that crap. No, yes. nobody is. <laughs> Welcome back to the Power Tube Gaming Powercast! Ah! Ooh, yeah! Got already into Macho Man. Ball's not here to yell at me for it. No, I am! <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Yes! No Macho Man, no Sean Connery! Damn it. <laughs> you leave me with nothing. Yes, another Power Trip Gaming Powercast. Uh, Paul's not here. He's... We don't know where he is. But who gives a shit? <laughs> the results are in from the polls. That the, What are those called? Not field studies. What's, what's that called? The survey? The, the test, test markets. Whatever Nielsen? they go, what do they call them? Nielsen studies. No, no, no. Uh, wait, wait. I guess if, if you're talking about for for TV ratings, or if you're talking about like, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. Talking no, about like polling? test audiences. Is that what it is? You, you you like show a product to a group of people and they yeah. tell they give you feedback. What is yeah. that called? Well, you can call it a lot of things: surveys, test audiences, audiences like. Either way, they don't like Paul. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. They hate Paul. Yeah, I mean, the survey was only just us, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to mention the survey was just three of us. It's not a very concrete sample size. <laughs> no, no, no. The three of us speak volumes for everybody. It's, it's, it's an all-is statement. I view myself like the Chinese government. I have the vote of billions, even though they don't agree with me. <laughs> But yes, so Paul's not here. Um, but we're gonna do one anyway. So I felt ob not obligated, but uh, I felt this is the perfect time to talk about the Mega Man series. Obviously, because Tim's here. Hello. Tim is here. Hi, Tim. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, you know, I don't miss Paul at all. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. I mean. Maybe on some kind of level. I think you keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I miss him. 
It's okay. There's no boxes of tissues in here for you either, so That's okay. suck it up, buttercup. He'll be back. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's what they say anyway. What about you, Kevin? How you how you holding up? I barely woke up this morning on time. <laughs> Anything new with you guys? Anything what are you guys playing? <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Um, well, lately I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest XI S on the Switch. I just I got that it. myself. Um, so I I played it through on the PS4 last year, and I also have the I, I have the, the import the 3DS version, um, but mm. I, I didn't complete that one. But I've been uh, making my way through pretty slowly on uh, on on the new on the new definitive edition. I haven't had a whole lot of time just because of work and everything else, but it's been great. Uh, I I love the Dragon Quest series. Um, so that's what I'm going to go through. And I have made occasional detours just to reuse Mega Man <laughs> games because of course. that's what I do. You are like a baby for crack. <laughs> crack babies. I, that, doesn't, sure? that didn't make sense. I was trying to divert myself, my attention, and it didn't work. You know that thing where like, they say if you walk while you're, you're like doing work, it's supposed right. to help jog your brain? Because you're thinking, your body's thinking about walking or whatever. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. Oh. <laughs> My brain just literally shut off. You can barely walk and chew bubblegum at the same time <laughs> without, you know, killing yourself. So. Yeah, right. Well, what uh, about you guys? What are you playing now? Uh, well, Borderlands 3 came out, what was that, about a month ago, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I still haven't finished it, obviously. I get sidetracked very easily. Um, but I've actually gone back to uh, Tales of Zillia for the PS3. Because I love the Tales series and it's one that I had to I kept starting it like three or four different times where it's like I'd play it for a half hour to an hour I stopped playing and I just never came back to it hmm. so I was like you know what I'm gonna give it a fair shot this time and I've, I've given up about four or five hours maybe I like it so far. Was it something you said trouble getting into it first, or was it, or because of other circumstances? I think I just had trouble because I before I played Zillia, I'd been playing like Berseria and Zestiria for the okay. PS4. Okay. And it's weird. It's hard going from a system that has no magic points to a system that does. Oh. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, I think Tales of Grace's F was the same way. They had no magic points. The, the T piece, no, the the AP system or whatever yeah. it was called. So it's like you you if you worry about running out of magic points and shit like that, and which actually I've I've found so far in Zillia that's not really so much of an issue. You, I I've kind of never really lost MP considerably, so it's been all right. I like the story so far. The whole link system is a really interesting idea where you can link between different characters and they do things, different abilities and whatnot. I figured I'd give it a shot. What about you, Kevin? What have you been playing? Um, <coughs> Borderlands 3. I have two characters maxed out with a story beat. Um, There's a shock. Well, yeah, I beat that one real quick. Um, but um, And I'm waiting for like the Halloween event that happens next week, this week, something like that. Really? And then I jump back to... After I finish those, I jump back to Ultimate Alliance 3 on my Switch. Didn't they just release new characters for that? They yeah, they released not long ago. They did Cyclops and Colossus. Yeah. But then they just did the first DLC, which included um, Punisher, yep. Morbius, um, Moon Knight, Moon Knight yep. and... Blade, I thought. Yeah, Blade. Oh, wow. So they, they did this whole like Marvel Knights line. Yep. So. Is it... Do you, uh, I assume it's not free. It was part of, like, yeah, they have, like, they have a season pass type thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. So that's what I and then kind of Diablo three here and there when I just don't know what else to play. Honestly, Diablo three is like your default game. Well, Diablo two was for I don't know fifteen years. Yeah. So, I've I've been on a we I've been on an irresponsible kick of buying a lot of games lately. Granted, this past <laughs> time I I picked up Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest. Uh, what are they, what is that? Eleven. Eleven. Yes, <laughs> that one. And um, Alliance Alive HD for the Ooh. Switch not long ago. Okay. And I picked up Link's Awakening, obviously, because yeah. I loved yeah. that game. That's and really it's, adorable. It's so good. Yeah. I love the way it looks. I think it's it, uh, it's just one where I, I was really sold on on, on, on on its visuals. I thought it was really charming. Yeah. Which and of course, Paul always gives me shit about it because really? I hate Link to the Past oh. because I say it looks too. <laughs> he looks like a Hobbit. He looks like a Hobbit. It's too cheerful and all that stuff. And then I love Wind Waker. <laughs> I love Link's Awakening's I, aesthetic. I well, and it was funny because you liked Link Between Worlds as well. I yeah, do love Link Between I mean, Worlds. I, I do have to say that I I don't find your reasoning consistent for those games, <laughs> but you are free to have those opinions. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I to be honest, I think it's just because he was a Sega kid. No, that was his big thing. I I, I absolutely love Link to the Past. That is actually uh, personally that's that that and Link Between Worlds are tied for my for my favorite Zelda game. Those are the ones I, I can go back to at any given time. I think I've beaten Link Between Worlds uh, six or seven times now, and then a Link to the Past is one I usually revisit once a year. Um, so I just go back and go back and play it. So I I, I played it through uh, th this year again. I played it this time on my uh, SNES Classic, mm. and it's just it's something that it's. It's uh, relaxing and nostalgic, but it's just fun and adventurous every single time. Like I absolutely love, I love that game. Yeah. Well, I think for me personally, it's just because, and I think I've mentioned this before. It comes down to just like I feel like they tried to make a darker Zelda, and the aesthetic completely just did not translate uh, for see, me. Like, so um, it just didn't. It didn't quite. Like the ambiance didn't make sense to me. See, I, I like that when like the world is colorful, but like the story and stuff can be darker. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I didn't. I don't see it as really incongruent. I guess uh, uh, the only criticism I really had was I think it had a kind of a poor translation from art to to uh, pixel in that. I felt like if you look at a lot of the promotional artwork and a lot of mm -hmm. like the posters, like it's really gorgeous. Yeah. And when you look at how the characters like they don't they didn't really translate too well. Like like Aghanim doesn't really look like how he looks in a lot of the art. And I know some fans have done projects to, to actually uh, redo a, a, a lot of the sprites for that to make them look closer to how they should to their original designs. And that is, you know, that, that's been really cool to look at. Hmm. Um, so I think that had they, you know, had another stab at it, 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 it could have been a lot closer. But even still, I, I thought that, um, I hate using the word aesthetic a lot, but I feel like that's kind of something I would have to use. But I, I feel like that works really well with that, where it's, you know, when the light world is really vibrant and colorful, and you see a nice contrast with everything really muted in the dark world, and I remember actually, Link to the Past being one of the first games to really give me goosebumps. When you know you start the game and it has it just has um, you know it's, it's the rain pouring down, mm -hmm. like that to me established mood really well. That many games at the yeah. time didn't. That was something where I was you know really little, and I first played that. I was first like, wow, like this can really like you know set a mood for a game. Like you get started, and it's it's oh, sort yeah. of it's sort of ominous, and like you know that, like there's a looming threat ahead, but you're not sure what to do. And you feel underprepared, and to me, like that just set the tone of the adventure really well compared to the first Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was one thing I noticed the SNES did very well, anyway. Like, I because the my two of us, obviously, like you said, I didn't grow up with a SNES. I had a Genesis, but the two games I remember most specifically, or most vividly, I get <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
most vividly would be, like you said, the rain from the, the opening scene. And I remember that very vividly, and I remember being... It was cool. And... Like, and the, the brooding music at the very beginning yeah. is pretty yeah. It's like very good. Yeah. I, I it's do very somber, yeah. like, okay, we're slowly going into this before... Like, the first Zelda is just, you start, and all of a sudden it's... Dah, 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 and you're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we're hopeful, we're cheerful, we're right in the middle of yeah. going stop. But, like, Link, is, Link to the Past, they're sort of just like... Guess what? Your world's about to suck. <laughs> Which is funny because the original Zelda is like one of the darkest stories in the fucking franchise. Yeah, I don't want to say it's necessarily it's dark, but it's kind of like lonely. Yeah, I that way. Yeah. Um, I guess as a as an unpopular opinion, I actually don't really care for the first Zelda much at all. Um, at the time, I um, I really favored Crystalis by SNK. Like I mm. adored that game, and so the first Zelda, like I just remember feeling like. It, I thought it was almost too obtuse. It's like, hey, like, you, if you don't have Nintendo Power, you're not going to figure this out. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a line you can cross of like giving you freedom to explore things and just being, like, being overly cryptic yeah. to the point of just <clears throat> being frustrating. And I felt like it definitely crossed way into that line hard. It was and, completely directionless. I feel like there's sort of like a revisionist, like a, a revisionist history going on. People are like, oh yeah, it's fully. You can go anywhere you want at any time. Like, but mm, you can't. Like, you, no. you, you like you need. There's a certain order to the dungeons that you need certain items to do. Right. So like you, ha there is an order you have to do. It. So you can't. It's not just like a language between worlds where you can go to the dungeons you want to, or Breath of the Wild where you can go anywhere you want to. Yeah. Yeah. And that I I feel it's odd when people keep saying, oh yeah, the first Zelda you can go anywhere. Well, I say you can only do like the first four dungeons or something like that in any order, and beyond I, that, I you need certain. I think it's even like the first two. I think it's. Even oh, is it? Yeah, this is, I think it's like you need the items from that to get to three. I know Paul does in the weird order. Yeah, he there, does. He yeah, does. there are some you can skip around, but you need like there's certain items to get to each one. Yeah. Right. I know you need the raft at one point, the step ladder, and all that kind yeah. of crap to get to other key areas. But I think yeah, you can do the first three in any mm -hmm. order. Because then I think four, you need the raft yeah. to oh, get yeah. across. Yeah. Which I've I've done. I always just go in order anyway. Yeah, I don't oh. give a shit. <laughs> well, yeah, but you were also a kid who bought the red potion. So. You know what? <laughs> let's not let's not start with that right now. I actually have a, a, a link between worlds solution to that problem. I know people have been wondering like, oh, like I you know linear, not linear. That's not really a discussion. I'm really interested in it because I feel like both can be good. I feel like that's that doesn't matter as much, but Link Between Worlds, I liked the solution they did there, where it's, you, you can choose any dungeon you want to mm -hmm. go to, and all the items are available to you, you just prioritize which one you want to get. So it has, like, yeah. a rental system, where if you're a really good player and you don't die, like, you can rent it for a low cost and not worry, but if you are worried, like, you can just buy the item outright, and then later you can upgrade it by finding things around. So it's still that element mm -hmm. of discovery for finding things for, for the upgrade part, but it was a nice solution, I thought. I need to go back to Link Between Worlds and actually beat that. Oh, you haven't beaten that game? My game, at one point, uh, do you remember the dungeon where you had to break the the ceiling to get the light to shine through? Yeah. My game glitched out to where I broke the ceiling, or whatever, I broke the panel, but the light wouldn't come through. I oh. literally couldn't advance. And I was stuck in that dungeon. I had to restart my entire game. It was really... I. Was that the Thief's hideout? Maybe... I, I don't really remember. So I remember it was quite a while. I remember a link, link to the Past, you do that with the uh, Thieves' Hideout. You, you fight uh, Bright, mm -hmm. and it's the one where you shine the light down in there, and he's exposed to it. And it's, it you think it, you think it's the Maiden, but it's not. Yeah, and yeah. I, and A Link Between Worlds, I remember there's, they have like an inverse of that one, where it's like you rescue a, a thief girl mm -hmm. and bring her out, and, and then you fight a monster in that one. I remember there was a part you had to break certain things to get light in, and that was okay. it might have been the Thieves' Hideout or whatever, but it wouldn't it wouldn't let me progress. 
and I, I ended up just kind of giving up because I didn't want to restart. But uh, I, I do love that game quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> I Actually, I agree. I, I think the first one, it's, it's good, but I was always more of a Link, uh, Adventures of Link guy. That was a good one. I, I, I feel like that one just doesn't get as much love. No, not well. It does now, but definitely back in the day, it didn't because it was different. You yeah. know, the, they they were experimental back in the day. They don't experiment too much anymore. I think now, after seeing other games like um, like Monster Boy and like uh, Agalos, I think is one that came out recently. Like, I wonder if there's a, a newfound appreciation for those kind of two D oh, yeah. side scroller RPGs. Absolutely, because um, even Battle of Olympus back on yeah. the NES was like uh, Adventure of Link. Oh yeah, but you never hear anything about Battle of Olympus. No. Yeah, I don't even know that one. Yeah. But anyway, we're way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the Mega Mans. Well, well, it also is appropriate because it's October, so it's actually it's the one-year anniversary of Mega Man 11. Boom! One-year anniversary of Mega Man 11. See, I planned this all perfect. No, you didn't. I wanted to do this podcast episode, to, excuse me, PowerCast episode, for two reasons. <laughs> one... One year anniversary of Mega Man 11. You didn't know. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know it. Get out of my brain. And the second one was because on the horizon we have the Mega Man Zero collection coming out yep. for the Switch in January. Yep. Which I love. Yep. I love that series. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. I absolutely adore the, the so the Zero series. I like this. In my mind, it's really the only complete Mega Man series they've done. A lot of them have, have sort of left dangling. Mm-hmm. But Zero is like it's one one complete story and it's really well done and everything is just really fine-tuned and it's 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 wonderful it's a really great series uh zero three is is still one of my favorite games overall in the entire franchise mm-hmm. just because it's a really incredible story and it's just great to there but it's yeah it's it's fantastic it is and we'll get to that <laughs> uh, we'll get to that series for now we'll start with Obviously, where it all started. The original series yeah. on the NES, the original eight. Yep. Uh, excuse me, six. Yep. Well, technically eight, I guess. Well, there's uh, yeah. Yeah, the six for NES, then seven was Super Nintendo, then eight, PlayStation Saturn, then at nine and ten, now eleven. Yeah, so let's start with those, man. Obviously, I'm pretty sure yeah, Mega Man is such a funny franchise because if you really think about it, it's very widespread. It is a very large IP. Comparatively, comparatively speaking, to like a lot of the other Nintendo IPs. Oh yeah. So it always baffles me that they kind of have shelved him <laughs> for so long, and how little recognition he gets for being yeah. such a powerhouse. I mean, you have the original series, you have the X series, you have th- the battle that network. huge battle network, well, network transmission, then Star Force. Yep. I mean, um, at, Zero have, and ZX. There we go. You have the RPG. You have uh, the, yeah, all, yeah, the he, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's covered a lot of different genres throughout there. Like you had a Mega Man racing game, you had a Mega Man uh, sports game. He's Mega essentially Conquer, like a strategy. poor man's Mario. Nah, he's better than Mario. <laughs> oh, I agree. I personally think I mean, he's better than Mario. But I mean, I I never really saw them in the same category. Even though like they're they're, they're platformer games, they have a very different focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can always see them as going out like as. You know, at playgrounds growing up, it usually was like there was you know there was the Mario and Sonic debate going on, which oh, yeah. I didn't wasn't related to. I'm like, well, I like both those things, but for me, I was always a Mega Man kid. Like that's what I always loved, and so to me, like uh, Mega Man was like this perfect like Saturday morning cartoon in sort of in game form where it was until they it, turned him into a cartoon and <laughs> ruined it. Mega High, <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Captain N. Yeah, the, the Captain N Mega Man was uh, something else. Well, I was like, was his it? own his own series wasn't too bad, but it's it it's 
Interesting. <laughs> it's extremely. It, it, it's very nineties. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so they have the the, the Ruby Spears produced cartoon in the nineties, which is actually kind of funny. Quick side note. Uh, you can actually see what the original pilot was like for that, and the original design for it was closer to the games and the original artwork where he was a kid, and it looks great. Like I, I would have loved that, but I, I'm not sure exactly how this happened. But I guess you know maybe the producers right at the time thought that a more adult-looking Mega Man would resonate better with American audiences, so they sort of aged him up and gave him really defined muscles and made him <laughs> look more mature. Uh, I'm not sure why. Just He-Man but, with a blue tank top. On. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I also think a lot of the voices <clears throat> in the Mega Man cartoon actually were also um, were the same actors who later uh, did the original Ocean dub for, for Dragon Ball Z, so you can so you can hear a lot of those like Mega Man hearing. Well, I would say a lot of oh like God. early shows like that, there um, was there was a very small voice but, acting community um, back then. So oh, and then for the original Mega Man cartoon, like it's. You know, there there are some things that it where it's it's not age well. Like the show is a little misogynistic <laughs> in some areas, where it's like, oh, you're a girl, you can't do this. Uh, Roll, so, get that broom. <laughs> so that that that's a little unfortunate. But some parts are still, you know, are still a little endearing and funny. Like I think one of my favorite moments, which I usually I think I shared with you around Fourth of July, is when it's Mega Man and Proto Man facing off at the Lincoln Memorial. He's like, mm-hmm. oh no, he's gonna blast President Lincoln. And, <laughs> and, and Proto Man's like, ha, I knew you'd risk yourself to save Mister Lincoln. And like it's just, it's 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 so idiotic that I can't help but laugh. And it's it's just fun. It's and, completely ridiculous. And I think another of my favorite scenes is uh, when he is, he has a, a stick of where it's like. Uh, he's like, oh, like now I've got your power for everyone. And he usually grabs, you know, he'll grab that's, them. And, that's the one thing the, I liked about the yeah. show is he never actually had to beat anyone to he steal just, their power. He, just, he touched them and siphoned their power yeah, and got it. Kind of like Rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only time, like most, mo- and most times the other ro- master's like, oh no, he's got my power. But when Feral Man, that happens to him, he just decks Mega Man, right? <laughs> like, he doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, bam. Yeah. And just smacks him. <laughs> And if you buy, uh, they, they 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 reprinted the series on the back. It actually screen caps that scene. So it's like, Pharaoh Man's awesome. He doesn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's amazing. I w- I would love to watch those. I'm gonna have to look up some of yeah. those old episodes. And, and then there is a more recent one, which is, it's pretty bizarre. It's uh, Mega Man, uh, uh, fully charged, which is sort of like a a reimagining of the show. So they have different character designs and different really? things there. And it's like it, it's a decent show. Um, it's it's definitely aimed, you know, at kids now, and like they wanted to try something different for it. So I can I can appreciate they're trying something new. Um, I feel like, I you know, I would have liked it better had they kept, you know, to the, you know, to more more to the original character designs and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's not aimed at me. You know, it's aimed at kids there, and they, and, and they and and they want to keep that going, which I can appreciate. Like <laughs> for me, it's that like if more people can get into the series, and you know, more kids can and more adults can, like then that's great. I want more people to, to celebrate the series. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Maybe it'll force Capcom to actually start doing more with it. <laughs> well, the, I think that they definitely are now. Um, it's gone on a hiatus for a while, and I know Andy, you mentioned like you were kind of wondering like why it's been shelved, and I think that um, there is there is there is a kind of a clear through line of what's happened is like you know when it, the series got its start it was pretty explosive and it, it it started off really strong and kind of carried through into the 90s and i think once you kind of got into late 90s early 2000s you, know, you started to see like what that series was doing compared to other franchises mm-hmm. and it was definitely diminishing returns mm. at that time and then into the early 2000s you see like you know x series had a pretty shaky jump to 3d with x7 
And then even though X eight was great, it didn't it didn't pull in enough to really keep things going. Right. And then you had, you know, the Zero series ended and it went to ZX, which didn't really pull in enough. And you had Battle Network, which after that ended, got the Star Force, which didn't really do well enough. So they're like, Well, like we're not really sure what to do with this, it's not making a lot and even though you know, I would have loved to see more, like they were you know, they were clearly not doing as well as they had hoped. And yeah. Um, even the games that uh, people really, really love, now like Legends One and Two, like those. Yeah, I was just about to mention well. the Legends games. So you know th- those didn't do too well, and so I can understand why a lot of that happened. Um, and then I think they've been clearly testing the market with all the merchandise because that's been always pretty oh, consistent, yeah. and it's been even oh, better. Yeah. And I feel like that's been pretty instrumental, like seeing if people are interested, what they want, and so I think it's it's definitely the right time for Mega Man. To come oh, I was to say, do you think the the failure of uh, Mighty Number no. Nine helped any? I think so, because so, like people were like, "Well, we really want this." Yeah. Like the fans were like, "We want a oh, Mega Man." Man so uh, what's his name? Inafune Kaji. Yeah, he went and he made Mighty Number no. Nine, yeah. and when the fans were like, "Well, this doesn't." Yeah. This doesn't feel like scratch that itch that we had. Yeah. Do you think Capcom went, well, now is the time where we can actually capitalize on this and maybe start... Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely do. I think that Mighty Number no. 9 clearly showed Capcom that people had a love for Mega Man and that they wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are other games they had there. And I think that, as a quick aside, like, um, I think Mighty Number no. Nine could have worked. The show was like, uh, if you played uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst mm-hmm. on the Switch, like that's actually a really great game, and it basically is Mighty Number no. Nine. Just re, they, they just redid it. Yeah, they just they rebalanced a lot. So I think it could have worked, but it, but but Mighty Number no. Nine clearly just had failed, and I think that that showed them that people really had wanted this, and that had led to what they could do. Plus, um, at Capcom, like it's. You know, Me- Mega Man was more than just one person. And yeah. all that um, uh, Inafune Keiji was he cre- he's frequently you know cited as the father of Mega Man, but you know it's always been more more than him. Uh, so you have like you know Akira uh, Kitamura and other you know people have worked on the series, and you get a lot of people at Capcom who are really passionate about Mega Man. So I think when you look at Mega Man 11 and how much you know heart and soul went into that, you can see like yeah, like everyone else there loves Mega Man and they know it just as well. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's definitely in safe hands, and um, I yeah, was extremely happy with that. So I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that it's it, it's shown that there, there 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 is a clear love for Mega Man on, on both sides of the aisle with fans and the developers. Oh yeah, I mean even when I remember when they announced the Mega Man Nine when that yeah. was when that was coming out for I think that was like PS3 <laughs> Xbox 360 days. Yep. yep. Like I remember the explosion <laughs> was huge. People were like, "Oh, it's another another numbered Mega Man. This hasn't happened in fucking years." Yeah. Well, especially because they went with like the style and yeah. stuff. They chose not to like force a different aesthetic into it. Yep. Yeah. And they went right back to the beautiful Eight little bit, yeah. like yeah. Yep. Um, it, it stayed with the original kind of art like look for Mega Man. I also love that like the like the promo like box art for it in, in air quotes. <laughs> like um, that they they, they did the, the intentionally bad box art like for Mega Man one and two. Um, but when you actually play, yeah, play the game, it, it looks great and it's, it harkens back to eight bit. I do, I do feel like Me- Mega Man Nine is also, it's even though it's kind of regressive in a sense, they did eight bit. It was kind of progressive in a sense that it kickstarted a lot of these retro revivals that came later. Like it oh, came yeah. way before Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. you know, was ever a thing. And I think it showed like people do like these, you know, like the, this classic look. And Mega Man Nine is absolutely incredible. I, oh, it's Gangbusters! So, I fucking love Nine. 
I, I felt like had nine come out in place <clears> of two, it would be just as revered as two is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, that that brings me to a good a good a good segue here. Uh, what would be your favorite game in the mainline? Mainline series, the numbered series. So in the classic yeah. series, one through nine, uh, ten now. I'm sorry. All right, and one 11. through eleven, I yeah. guess. It's, yeah. Jesus Christ! I say it's right behind you, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's it's really tough. I always waffle behind it because growing up, my favorite was three, because um, I I love the music in it. I love like you know Sparkman's music and Magnet Man's and Snake Man's and the Wily Castles, and that's one that I always loved growing up. But I've always waffled between. Um, Mega Man powered up because that's an incredible remake and handles Mega Man 1 really well and mm-hmm. there's so much content and it's really fun. And then also uh, Mega Man 5 for Game Boy because that one's really cool and it's, it has an interesting twist on all of the uh, you know, Mega Man mechanics. Yeah, and that, yeah. One, that one's really cool. Um, and then even later, getting appreciation for things like Mega Man and Base, which is I, I, I kind of count it as part of the main line of that, but even though it's, it, it's a spinoff. Is that, it really? Yeah. Because it, it it's um, it it came out after Mega Man Eight, and it, it's it's it looks really like that small, but it came out after Super Famicom. It, it was released after there, but it, it's still kind of taking place in that. Oh yeah, I just I was just assumed it was part of the main line, but not part of like the main story. Yeah. Mm. It was yeah. more like a side chapter type thing. Yeah, but that that one's great, and even getting uh, a later fun appreciation for Mega Man Eight, which I feel like when. It, first came out some people didn't like it as much because you know it's really cute but you know playing it now like wow like this is probably one of the best aged games in the ps1 if not like one of the best aged games oh online. easily yeah like it, yeah. it plays really well um so it's a really tough call <laughs> but i think for me i'm gonna say um three just because that's my childhood favorite but there, there are so many I could say even in the classic series alone. Yeah, I was. I'm pretty sure if if anybody's watched Power Trip, you know I love two. I feel like that's where the where most people cool. lie. It's either two or three. Yeah. You never really hear anybody say, "Oh yeah, four or five or six were my favorite." Like that never happens. <laughs> well, yeah. See, and I think I'm one of the like, growing up, I played one and two, very little of three, but then I jumped to well, I had played X when it came out, but then like. I jumped to to eight, mm-hmm. and that's the one I think I played the most of. I remember we rented eight, and I beat it in a day. So I just I think that's for me. I think eight would be where I because it's the one I spent the most time with. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny. Like <laughs> Mega Man. Damn it! I lost my thought. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Fuck! I can see it in your face. The wheels were going, gonna, and they just halted. <laughs> I was gonna liken it to something. Wouldn't have been that important. Fuck my ass. <laughs> He'll come back to it. So after, so after the when did the main series it ended after what? When they jumped to to X? Well, there's originally it was one through. Well, they had they had uh, one through six for okay, the, the, the NES, and then at the time you can kind of see a split where there's you know Mega Man Seven on Super NES and Mega Man X series. I remember some fans at the time thought X meant ten. They were like, "Oh man, what happened to these other games?" <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't really apparent. It's like, "Oh, like no, like X is a separate uh, series." Actually, really. he's Mega Man Cross. Actually, I was gonna bring that up. Okay, so <laughs> I know like that's that's a common thing in like Japanese like titles because like uh, it's like like it's like Monster Hunter Cross. Uh, it's not Monster Hunter X. X. Yeah. So why is it with Mega Man? It's Mega Man X and not Mega Man Cross. Well, because he's specifically named X as a as, as a character, and that's Rob all the time. And also X is kind of used as like X as in the 
as the variable because the idea is that he has uh, unlimited potential and power. Oh, okay. So mm. it, it, it's clearly X, and even in, in other times, like I suppose I could say like the voice acting says so, but I don't know if I want to use that defense because technically Mega Man Eight, remember, mispronounces names. So I, um, <laughs> what? But, um, but yeah, the the X series is definitely it. It's definitely X. I I, I know there's a whole thing out with PlayStation saying, oh, it's the cross button, which. Cool. I'll probably still say X. I, I say, we talk, say cool, Tim. We talk you were about just the, like these idiots. <laughs> we talked about it before, and oh like, because I had kind of like I kind of brought up the point where like various Japanese titles, it's always something cross, cross. or yeah, or in or in other cases like Hunter Hunter, where you don't actually say, say anything with the, with the, yep. the X or anything like that. So like it was one of those things where I kind of wondered, like, yeah, I knew in the games his name is X, but. Yep. In, Oh yeah. So I, it was just one of those things where it's they selectively use cross versus. Yeah, uh, I almost wonder if cross is a more recent thing too. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of older titles, like the uh, 16-bit generation, where I would would have been seeing that, but I, I, not many really come to mind. No, I honestly think the whole thing was just a ploy. Well, I like the button <laughs> on the controller was just, I think, them it was being them reaches. Yeah, it was I, them... I think it was supposed to be tongue in cheek, but yeah. Hey. yeah. Well, I always thought of it like as um, uh, when they originally had it. So the PlayStation more like it's more like iconography, mm-hmm. and you had like you know like map and inventory. But I also thought um, the the circle on the X as Maru and Batsu, which is the idea of like correct and incorrect. So, like, uh, Maru is, like, a circle, like, yeah, you got it right, and Batsu is the X is, like, penalty, you got it wrong. So they also took it as, like, confirm and, and, cancel. You know, and cancel. Which, so that's is, why which is funny, we switched it. Yeah. X was yeah. confirmed for us, and circle was, was, canceled. was canceled. Yeah, well, say a lot of games you went back with the circle, and you, yeah, you advance things with the X or whatever. That's so, funny. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure why they swapped that here. Maybe just because of the button placement. Maybe, like, Americans were, were used to. You know that from from early generations thought okay like this play this placement work better I'm I'm not sure, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Which is actually kind of interesting to think of is if you think about the way you hold a controller. Yeah. Even in the old NES games, most times you would investigate or whatever you would press the A button. It was you press the right button to like investigate or whatever, and oh. B would be your back. Well, B is where I rest my finger. Well, yeah, and then I kind of just slide over it's to A. Kind of it, it's which then circle and X kind of completely defeats it. And actually, it's funny, like, even on the Switch, compared to, like, the PS4, if you, like, watch Hulu or... or cancel. Yeah, like, the buttons are reversed to, like, go into something or back out of something. So when I swap between my PS4 or my Switch to watch something, it completely <laughs> throws me off. <laughs> but, yeah, um... So what were we talking about? Uh, main series. You said eight, you said three, three I said two... Paul says nothing because he's not here. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably Paul would be two, wrong really. anyways. So. Uh, like, I, I feel like both both you and Paul were kind I, of aligned with that. Is yeah, that, I think he hasn't so. really played that many, has he? Other than some of the ones we played on the channel, not really. Yeah. No, I think he only well, played like the original like four. Yeah, and I, I do have to say like I, I I do have to stand four, five, and six a little bit here. Uh, and I think those games have gained more appreciation as time's gone on. So I know when they came out, it was like, oh man, another Mega Man, uh, and people would always complain that. They were using the same formula, which I I like that they did that. Me too. <laughs> but um, but I think now people are going back and replaying and saying, hey, like these are actually pretty cool and that, yeah, look good level design stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Like six, when you go back, like the, like the levels are really vibrant <laughs> and creative, and like the, and the rush adapter, I thought was a pretty great idea. Oh yeah. So I thought 
you know, when you go going in there, it's it's cool. And Mega Man Five actually is one of my favorite all time stages, which is Gravity Man's level. Like, I love it's Gravity still, Man. It's still really cool. Like I love the, I love the music. I love the boss fight. Like when you go in, like you're on the ceiling, he's on the floor, and he's boss okay, back and forth. Okay, that's the one I thought it was. Like, and that's just that's super cool. I love I love when they do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just thought of what I was going to compare him to. So. It, when we were talking about two and three, mm-hmm. and then skipping four, five, and six, it's like people who say when you think of people who have their favorite Pokemon games, it's always the original ones or like a farther one. Nobody ever says Gold and Silver was their favorite, which is really? the second. Well, I don't see, think so. Like, but see, the funny thing is with that, like Gold Silver introduced really some good. of like the Pokemon I like legendary wise because oh, yeah. the, the dog trio. I yeah, I really like their designs. Yeah. Overall, the games I don't remember them as well as I remember like Ruby Sapphire. Right, but, but I, I think that's in, that's due in part to the graphical jump. I think that's part so of why. I feel like I think that's Ru- kind like of Gold Silver's yeah. kind of get overshadowed in that huh. sense. I guess it, it, it's you know it's completely anecdotal, but I feel like in my personal experience, I have a lot of friends who have really loved Gold and Silver as one of their favorites and didn't get like three as much as they couldn't transfer things, and they, and they kind of fell off. Really? Like, for, like for, for, for Gold and Silver, like it introduced a lot of other things, like a day and night <clears throat> cycle, and yeah. like, different like different schedules for Pokemon. The phone. And the it phone introduced thing. the phone yep. system. And like there are a lot of just really great Pokemon in that one. Um, there, I mean, it, it it launched Dark and Steel, even though the types were so rudimentary at first, yeah. Yeah. based be, just because the move sets weren't quite developed enough. It still, I mean, it kicked off the two extra types that yeah. Jesus Christ, those were they hadn't introduced another type until what was that X and Y when they introduced the fairy type. It had been what several generations before they even put in another one, but um, actually, it's funny. It's we had just had this conversation last night about how. Pokemon needs to change their formula. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I, I kind of equate Mega Man, like the yeah. original six, yeah. to like Pokemon. It's I like the original six a lot. Actually, a lot yeah. of the series in general. Just by the fact that you can pick up any game yeah. in the series and it's familiar. Yeah. It's the same idea. You fight the robot masters, you yeah. go kick Wily's ass, you can do the, the, the stages in any real order. Like, it's, it's such a... They're different, but still the same. Yeah. And it, it just, you get such a, like a, a, a home feeling. Like, this is familiar, but still relatively different. I say my big difference, like, the big difference like that for me, for, like, Mega Man, the main series, can stay the same. Because in Mega Man's case, the side games aren't just some stuff they slap together and we're like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually full, thought-out, fun games. I yeah. mean, look at the... The net, the Battle Network yeah. series. Yeah, they went really like far. they were like RPGs with like an active combat system. Yeah. So they were very different, but they were well thought out. Whereas Pokemon, it's we got the main series and okay, we can kind of try this and see what happens. And eh, we don't care. It's yeah. fine. Like the Mystery Dungeon games, which are fun to a point, but they're still not. They don't quite live up to what uh, the Rumble games are. Kind of the same thing. Well, and then like then you always like I know people kind of <laughs> like, but like. Pokemon Snap and stuff. I thought they were dumb. They're not worth I like playing. Snap. <laughs> I, yeah. snap, snap was interesting. It's relaxing. Snap was interesting in the fact that you got to see Pokemon in their like natural like habitat. in a natural environment see, and see, moving. Just that's why Stadium kicked off so well. Snap just seems like a glorified tech demo to me. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I, I feel like part that. of it is like a lot of people who aren't who who don't want a, a really intensive game experience. It's it's something that's that's kind of just like fun and relaxing in short bursts. Yeah. And, I, and like I'm always up for that. For me, like I always like when, you know, they can they can get a little weird for those. So for the X three like or for the Mega Man games, I, I like when they they tried other 
things like there's there's been Legends and there's been X and there's mm-hmm. Battle Network and there's been Star Force. So I, I like their approach to this. Uh, so that they keep a consistent through line for each series. So Mega Man, you kind of know what you're getting into. X, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And then they'll have spinoffs of those to try something unique. And, you know, you'll get, you know, like a racing game or a soccer game or, you know, like an arcade action game or uh, like a turn-based RPG or this. And it's it's been pretty cool. Like, I, you know, when Network Transmission came out for the GameCube, I really liked that. I love this. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to playing on the channel. It's, it's Absolutely. A, it's a side-scroller RPG, like you mentioned earlier. And I think that one also, it, when it came out, it was panned pretty hard by a lot of critics. I remember it getting pretty middling reviews. But I think it's gotten a, 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 a little bit of a cult following later, just because it's unique. It still looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really well localized, but I, I, I thought it was pretty great. And I, I didn't know, like, apparently there are more games like that. Uh, there was a release on the Wonderswan that was that similar style. Mm. It was Rockman EXEWS, which I imported that. Oh, oh. I haven't seen uh, that one. And, that, and that's basically the same kind of game, where it's the, it's a 2D side-scroller set in a Battle Network series, mm-hmm. where it, you know, has that. So, like, it's pretty cool. That's but, a series I want to get into, is the Battle Network games. I've always heard a lot of really good things about them. Uh, they're some of my favorite Mega yeah. Man games. Yeah, I, I really yeah. need to get into those. I feel like every Mega Man fan has their favorite. Some, you know, downplay others. Like, I feel like some of the classic fans don't like Battle Network, and some Battle Network fans don't like the other ones. But in general, like, they all really have, like, you know, they all really have, like, their, their passionate followers. And the Battle Network series, I think... It, it it really went with something, and it, it still stands. Like I don't know many other games like Battle Network. Well, and see, that's like the one thing I kind of <clears throat> like that Battle Network does is it kind of incorporates a little bit of that like collecting mentality that yep. like Pokemon has because uh, the you have chips. to get the battle chips that give you the different powers. Because without them, yeah. um, the game gets kind of hard. You can like you can upgrade Mega Man's like base stats yep. like a little bit, like his damage, his shot speed, and stuff like that. But then, like the chips give you all the, like the really cool powers. Like you yeah. have the the gun where it just yeah. it's a bigger gun and yeah, shoots a stronger shot. You have grenades, swords. you have the swords. You have the f- different elemental abilities. Yep. You have the ability to break the floor on the opponent's side so they can't use that square for a little bit. Oh wow! So yeah. you can like you, there's actually like strategy to it. Like yeah. it reminds me of um, the grid for, like the grid battle in Enchanted Arms. Okay. Where it's yeah, the yeah, nine, yeah. it's each square, each side has like the nine, yeah. and it plays like that. But instead of being turn-based, it's full action. Everyone's moving constantly. Mm-hmm. You have like an ATB gauge yeah. that fills up, so that like as soon as it fills up, you can swap in more chips yeah. and stuff like that. And like each chip has like a certain number of usages per fight and stuff like that. So That's it's, cool. Yeah, I think I have and the first one. It, it, it's gotten more like they added in more things as the games went on. They added like Cross Soul and like Fusion and like you could like take different forms. You could do things like you could use like Gut Soul, so you become like you have like Gut Man's abilities and you actually <laughs> yeah, change, you change, you change your look. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, and um, they had like the Beast Out stuff and like uh, Battle Arc Six. I know is really is is especially well liked by fans and has, has like the Beast Soul abilities. So it's yeah the it's bird really cool. or the the wolf I think it no, was Faltzer and Gregor there we go yeah those two there oh wow so that is and that kind of Pokemon like thing about too is they had multiple versions for for Battle Network so yeah, after yeah. one and two well there also was Battle Chip Challenge but there's three has um, white and blue version four's red sun blue moon five had um, uh, Team Proto Man or Team Colonel or for the DS they did like a, a revised kind of like third version and then six has uh, Beast Faltzer or Beast Gregor. So they did that, where it's multiple versions. And that continued with Star Force, where they did uh, Pegasus, Leo, and Dragon. And then Saurian and Ninja or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was, I think it wasn't three, but then they changed it to 
to two for, for Star Force 2, and it's Zerker X Saurian or Saurian X Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... That's funny. Like, it's almost... A lot of games kind of copy that weird Pokemon formula where they release multiple games. Demi Kids yeah. did it. They had that light and dark. Um, and, damn it, I had another one just on the See, top the, of my head the, like that. The little difference is like in the the Mega Man series, like it actually slightly alters the story so, yeah. a little bit. That's cool. See, Pokemon, it's okay. We're the same story. We're just going to encounter we're different things. We're going to fight a different group. The Mega Man games, they actually have slightly different stories so, yep. based on what you're going against. That's cool. Though. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah, especially in the later ones, because like in five and six, you you know with team with, with, with team Proto Man or team Colonel, and six with with with, with different beasts. So like, huh. it's it, it does change it up. I'm and definitely expecting it'll be. We're going to see a collection of those. I see. As soon as the I collection is, so. if it comes out for Switch, I'm done. I'm buying that immediately. <laughs> I'm about to say as soon as. Well, actually, now as soon as I'm pretty sure you can. I'm going to pre-order that uh, the X collect or the Z Zero collection. Yep, Zero Z for the Switch. Yeah, I, I really want that. Yeah. But uh, so we'll move on from the classic series because we're kind of already we go done out, it. Like I said, we go on tangents. So. <laughs> if you had to map out the timeline of, of the, our power cast, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks more like a. Uh, uh, I can't describe it. It looks like a toddler with a marker just going in circles. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then just one straight line. Here, for some um, we'll move on to the X series, which I'm pretty sure is is higher acclaimed than the original series I think to most people so obviously I did not have a Super Nintendo so I don't have quite a penchant for the X series I do like them quite a bit I love the I mean, idea of them I mean, you put X4 though I, ha I did have X4 for the Saturn which I love I love that game Yeah. and I did play X quite a bit when I got older um, but like 2, 3, 5 and onwards like no idea yeah. so when we play X3 later I'm gonna have no clue what's going on, even though I have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have it digitally, but that's not the point. I just say, like, yeah, I grew up renting X one and two quite a bit. Um, I think, like, X especially, I played them up until seven because I didn't quite like the feel of it. Um, I know Tim's always told me I need to go back and replay seven and eight. And, uh, um, I, I I would say play eight. <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. That's I, funny. I, I have many I, I have many feelings about the subject. Like, uh, <laughs> but like the one thing I really liked about the the X series is when they started introducing um, like the like almost the different forms he got, like where you could stand mm. on. There was the ninja one or whatever. We could stand X6. on spikes. Yep. Um, there's the one when he doesn't slide on walls anymore. He yep. sticks to them. Yeah. So you got these like different forms that gave you different abilities. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the armor sets was always something people loved about the X games. That it, it made it feel kind of like an RPG in a sense, where you're you're finding these cool secrets to power up. Yeah. And um, I did love it yeah, as it went on. They had more. So I would say X X one has the you know, standard armor set, just the one you can find. There's an additional power up, and X two had an armor set with additional power up. X3 has an armor set with optional like second upgrades you can find. Mm -hmm. um, then X4 had an armor set with, with with two different busters you could swap between. That's the yeah. plasma buster or the multi-charge yep. one, right? Yep. And then X5, you start to see multiple armor sets. So you can start the game with X's armor from X4 if you pick him, which is really cool. That is neat. Or, you know, as you go on, you can also find the Gaia armor, which makes you really heavy. Um, and you don't take damage from spikes, and you can move heavy blocks, but you you move you move pretty slowly. Like your dash is shorter, 
your buster has a limited range, but it's really powerful. And there, or you have the falcon armor where you can fly around and you're invincible when you're flying, but your buster shot is really concentrated, mm-hmm. but it goes through things like that. And you have a different like super attacks for each, and it was really cool. Then X six, as you mentioned, is the was the um, is a shadow armor. Is like the ninja one. You can like go on the you can you know attach on the on the ceiling or the walls on it. You shoot like these like energy shurikens. Yeah, and, that's and, what I kind of liked. Um, and that also had the blade armor that one too, where you could do like a specialized air dash, and that one was pretty fun. And um, X seven ditched the multiple armors that only had one, and then X eight went back to multiple armors that had the Hermes or Icarus one and plus there's like a like a neutral base well and then i know some of the x games also had like the codes that you could put in for like black zero yeah. and then like the the ultimate armor okay. that has like unlimited uses of the giga crush or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and they looked slightly different than if you got the armor yeah. through the game so, which was kind of interesting yeah. uh in x4 if you do a code um i believe for x it's circle twice left Four times L1 R2 start. God, I don't remember that on my head. Um, and it lets you get the ultimate armor where you would normally get the boots and web spider stage. And, the ultimate armor is awesome. And it's just you get it right away. You get the whole you get the whole set, and you can use Nova Strike unlimited times where you're invincible, and you do tons of damage, and you can just like fly back and forth, and you just rip through the game. Yeah. If you get it normally, you can do the Nova Strike just limited use, and it looks a little different. Um, and you can also do yeah, like the, uh, the black armor zero. Then X5 also had the codes, so you could do that to get um, like ultimate armor or black armor zero. But that game, you can actually get ultimate armor. You can find it in that. Mm. Uh, and X5 at the end of the end of the, end of the game, um, you're actually able to find it in the um, thing zero stage two, just before like your encounter. Where if you're X, you'd fight zero, and zero, you'd fight X. Oh, that's right, because that's the one where he's infected by the virus, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so that, I. I, I can definitely go at length with the with the story of the X series. I I, 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 like, I remember <laughs> like the, the the overarching story, yeah. and then like little pieces for certain games. But like yeah, they kind of just blend together as like one massive thing <laughs> yeah. to me. Well, that was one thing that I loved about the X series was the fact that it it started to develop a story, yep. and it actually had like an in depth thing to it. Whereas you know the original series is just like all right now I'm fighting this set and this set and yep. there's no really no real concrete. It's it's kind of more of just yeah. A, Wiley was bad. That's the story. <laughs> but like yeah. in in the X series, it started to develop characters, yeah. and and you had like a sense of progression and stuff yeah. like that. I always looked at original series as this sort of you know fun Saturday morning cartoon where it's like oh like that Wiley, you know, <laughs> and it, 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 it's fun and it's colorful. And I always love those. Like you can go to that. And the X series I saw is more as you know it's sort of like this like you know anime series aimed at teenagers whereas like it's a little, little darker it's still not you know incredibly grim like it does it does some some pretty dark moments um and it has a, a sense of continuity and you know has you know these recurring characters and actually has things that carry over from you know from game to game and they reference earlier games so it's almost like a weird parallel between like the original dragon ball series and dragon ball z yeah yeah <laughs> if you think about it yeah Oh, yeah, that's that kind works. of what I, what I would equate it to. Yeah, but I mean, Dragon Ball never had moments like this short, fat guy you thought as your friend transforming to a big, <laughs> tall dude and killing your friends. Yeah, yeah that was pretty shocking for X. Like I, the first time I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, uh, especially uh, that that was that was surprisingly graphic for that. Whereas, like, you saw the other Reploids get chopped up. Yeah, well, you don't even know that, dude. Like, no, it's, no, it's an X four. That's uh, when he's played. That, that's I don't one of Saturn. That at all? Yeah. Well, I can't remember what's the character's name. Double. There we go. Which oh, is, double. Which, yeah, he was badass. Which, in hindsight, 
it's pretty obvious. His name, yeah. <laughs> Double agent? Come on. So, uh, but yeah, it's just one where you see, like, if you watch the opening, you know, cinematic for the game, it's like, oh, look, all these cool characters, and you have this, and he's like, oh, he's like the bumbling assistant. He's funny. And at the beginning, if you He turns into a badass, if like, you're like, ah, fuck. But, but he only shows up if you're playing as X. So he's, right. So X and Zero have a different, like, penultimate battle yeah i know zero you fought uh iris. was it iris yeah so his is a, is, a, is a more tragic thing where it's this because you killed her brother so what are we fighting for <laughs> oh god the voice acting's so good <laughs> which one is it we, we would always quote the mega man thing uh the... Me- mega man 8 voice acting is one that i i love <laughs> uh, just because it's like when it came out, you know, at the time I'm like, man, like I, I wanted this to be good. I'm embarrassed by this, and we now like it's just hilarious and silly. And I'm like, yes, I'm all for this. This is great. Um, <laughs> if you watch, especially like the scene where it's Doctor Light talking to Mega Man in the lab, and he's like, we must find all the evil energy immediately. Mega Man, like, he, like, he, like <laughs> that's not me doing. It. Like he paused and forgot Mega Man's name. Like he, like he almost called him Wily. He's a, he's a W. Oh and he's like, but where is Doctor Wily? That's a good question. When we find Dat Media. We'll find Doctor Wily. <laughs> Doctor Wily. Oh my god. And like it just, it just kills me, and it's, it's fun, and I suppose it's even better is if you play the Legacy Collection. You, you can actually play it in Japanese, so you can hear the original version if you want to, or you can, you know, play with the English voice acting if you want to. He wouldn't be able to make it through with the Japanese voice. Nope. The first time they start talking, he dropped the controller. And... <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> yes, you are. So, so. What was the what was the the, the, the Tales game on, on Vita that you just immediately stopped playing? Tales of Hearts. There we go. <laughs> God, I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> he stopped playing because I started speaking Japanese, oh. and there was no English option. <laughs> it's, it's. I don't mind it. Like, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I love. Even though that game doesn't have English voice acting. Like, I, I really loved that game. It, it depends on the game, I guess. <laughs> because there are certain ones I don't mind it, and then there are certain ones where I'm like, alright, like... I think, wasn't your big put-off that you didn't know what they were saying in the middle of battle? Yeah, they would have these quips and stuff that that they're saying in the middle of the fight, and there's obviously no subtitle for it in the middle of a fight, so I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's just... It was like, just so funny watching his reaction with it. I was like, oh, I mean, I'm so bad. I guess I always preferred having that way. Like, I usually liked it when it was with the Japanese voices. And yeah, but you know what the they're title. saying! Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, in most cases, it's not really that... It, Big, there's no. like Dory, ah, and like there's basically like you're ugly. Ah. Or, or say like there's like making like a attack grunt or yeah. sounds. So it's not really a lot of times we're not even really using words, but I, uh, <laughs> no, it's I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that like I have a hard time getting into a story that I I don't know what they're saying. Like that's fair. One one thing that actually kind of annoyed me. Um, Code of Princess came out not that long ago. Oh, uh, the remaster, a, yeah, yeah, the remaster for the Switch. I loved it on the 3DS. It was really really good. So I'm like, all right, cool. I, I picked it up for the Switch and everything, and and on the on the 3DS, it was English dubbed. It was it was I think Atlas did it on the 3DS, and I think Sounds Nicholas right. did it on the the Switch. The team who did like or the the people who did like Cave Story and ones like that. And so I'm like, okay, cool. This will be neat. And I plug in plug it in for the Switch. Nobody's speaking English, and I'm like. What? How did this happen? Like, it's already been in English, like English voice acting and everything on the 3DS. And 
maybe they couldn't get I think it was the a translation thing. thing for so I don't know. But anyway, I like played it for five minutes. And I'm like, I can't do this huh. on the Switch. By the way, you need a copy of Code of Princess for the Switch. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you're gonna have it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, which is sad because I loved that game. It was huh. it was like Guardian Heroes I think, was for the Saturn. I think a big thing was yeah. just it was a rights issue. I think probably because but, usually when a studio t- translates something, they own that particular translation. But like. Y- you just can't do it. Like it's already been in English. Like it's, yeah. it's already translated. Just fucking get some different voice actors to do it. Like it's it annoys me. Huh. But like as far as like games with Japanese, like um the the Tokyo RPG Factory or whatever that does Lost Sphere, oh, yeah. Setsuna. None of their games have ever been English for yeah. for voice acting. Which but the, and those games I don't mind. Oninaki and those they're really really good. But I can play those. I don't know what it is. It's just something about... I don't know. It's very strange to me. It feels to me like in this day and age, there's really no reason for it. You know what I mean? If you're going to bring it here, bring it here. I mean, it is expensive. And, I mean, it's something that does take time. Like, I know a lot of fans, like, they, they, when they, a game is, you know comes on Japan, it's something that they want here right away. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot that goes into that. And I it, it's it. something where if you want a good localization, like, it's going to need time and it's going to need money and it's going to need people to work on it. Um, and I know a lot of fans are like, oh, like, well, just, just do it. But yeah, like, there's a lot that's involved to it. Like, you know, Legend of Heroes series, some people wanted, but that's extremely lengthy and they're a pretty short staff. And, like, I think, what was it? The first Legend of Heroes games is like 1.5 million characters worth of text. Oh yeah, and they're it's, extremely. It's, it's, it's like a massive, like a thousand-page novel, and mm-hmm. having someone do that, like that's a huge endeavor. And if you if you say, okay, we'll hire multiple translators, like okay, but then you have multiple people's interpretations, like interpretations of writing styles. Yeah, right. You have, you have to have editors make sure they all stay, you know, on like on style, and you have to have, you know people proofing those, and you have to have, like if you're doing voice too, like then you have to think, okay, like. Do I just do a performance? Do I like do, like do the original rights holders have any input on it? Am I going to match like the flaps? Like if they have actually like animation if they're speaking, like or do I just go exactly what they're saying? Or am I going to be localizing the names like and changing them for an English version? Mm-hmm. So like there's, you know, I've, it's one thing where a lot of people will just like just want it, but well, and then like when it, it comes to like audio dubbing, you have to secure individual rights for the voice actors. You have to work with them to be like. Well, this is the you know the type of. It's not just a here's the paper go read it. It's a, right. It's a whole vocal coaching type thing of yeah. this is what we want you to sound like. This is what the character's doing and. Yeah. So. Well, don't you think that a game would be it would have just a bit more success here if I it's oh, to done be honest, that way? I dep- it, it depends, depends on the on like the series and the individual game. Yeah. It's really weird because like Oninaki is a great example where. Yeah. Like yeah, it has all the voice acting and stuff, and it's all I can't really you know. Is it Japanese or is I it just so. made up? I think it is in Japanese. Um, but like, I that's one of those games where I don't know if translating it and having actual voice dialogue would work because yeah. it would just feel weird. Well, I could see it as um, at one sense it, 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 it as a cost thing. Like if I keep the originals, and I I, I no, if I can keep the original voice acting, and I don't have to, I don't have to dub it. That 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 saves me money. Yeah. But on the other hand, too, you can also look at it as far as like demographic and, uh, you know, what they're looking at. Sometimes, you know, I think in the '90s they didn't see there's a market for it, but now I think people do have a market for having things in the original language. Some people want mm-hmm. that, which which yeah. I usually do. Like I I like foreign films. I like things that are subtitled. So I like, you know, I like seeing things in their in their native language. So 
I think that some companies look, looking at that way was like, well, this might actually perform better if right. I do it this way as a conscious decision. So there's a lot you have to see, and some I I can definitely see them going multiple ways for it. Well, and there's also like the weird exceptions, like um, the original Metal Gear Solid, the guy that translated it, like he put his own spin on some of the dialogue, and the game is more known for his his translation than the the original language it was written in. Yeah, like his the stuff he wrote and translated. Um, Kojima actually got pissed at him because he changed some of the dialogue because he when he because he can't just do a a direct di- like translation one to one things just don't sound right when you talk sometimes yeah. right right cuz like we say like we would be like you know um, like the red ball but in Japan, Japanese it'd be like akaibaru yeah it'd be like something ball red well, like no, the way it's no. written out um well no i i in that case, like you'd have, you know, if it's modifying analysis, like Akai, like red, and then like Boru is like that, so it's like Akai, like that case. But um, for for normal like sentence construction, uh, one way to think of it is their their verb always goes at the end. Yeah, that one. Go. So you got that way. So like you know, like we like I I kick the ball for English. Like we have like you know you know uh, as a subject verb and a direct object for them. Like it would be I the ball kicked. And you could do like that, and sometimes you know, uh, like personal pronouns are dropped, and uh, for verbs like that, and you have a lot of different conjugations to go to. Plus, you have like passive, or you have uh, honorific, or humble, or extra modest form, and <laughs> there's a lot of different things there. There's a lot of reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I like I have a video. I like I have to show. Have you watch it one of these times? But like, the translation, like I said, for Metal Gear Solid, like the guy had to change enough that. When Kojima finally went back through and listened to it, he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was not happy with the translation, but the translation is the better-known, more accepted version because it is just a better quality, yeah. surprisingly. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I, I do really like games that give you the option. See, that's uh, to I have prefer the dual. Japanese or the, the yeah. English. I always like that kind of stuff. You also think of uh, space constraints too. You got things of like um, it's especially so in earlier games, but even so, it still carries to today, where you have um, you know if you're if you're subtitling like for video, you have a limited space on the screen for a limited time to do yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. So you might have like forty characters across for how however long they're speaking, and if they're speaking quickly, you know, they're there. Plus, like what if there are signs or there's things in the background that people would want to see? Yeah. And for games, you have like text boxes, but like you have a certain scroll speed you want to go through. And you have certain things there, and you're like, okay, I, I can't bloat the language too much, then I might make the text small to fit, or that, and yeah. Um, and then for older games, like, you had a certain amount of memory you had to work with, so... Right, right. Um, a lot of our, uh, old Square RPGs were translated by uh, Ted Woolsey, a pretty famous book there, and I know he has a kind of his own spin for a lot of those games. They had a lot of, like, Woolsey-isms. <laughs> but a lot of things were truncated just because of space constraints. So, you know, if you're playing, you know, Final Fantasy uh, 6 or 3 on, on, on Super Nintendo, like, there are a lot of things that are kind of trimmed down just so they, cause they, they have to fit those text boxes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and then time constraints for, for translating, too. Yeah. As that's just one guy doing it. And it's, yeah. for, for a limited time, then you should get, like, get that right out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, All right. I guess. But I, that's not to say like not all vocalizations are necessarily better now. Because uh, if you play the new Sword Art 
games, they are pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Really? They, like, the translation, I shut off. Like, if there's an option to shut, like, make people quiet, I make them quiet, because it's bad. As bad as, like, uh... uh, It's not Arc Rise Rise Fantasia. Oh, you're talking about the voice acting. All of it. It's just... It's also, like, the script is, like, it's mistranslated or they have typos or it's well didn't you say East 8 was really bad oh, well, didn't they call like the, the chasm yeah. the big hole yeah <laughs> or something stupid yeah it was so like instead of like great chasm it's just like archozoic big hole um <laughs> but they yeah East 8 was it had a lot of issues so much so um, they went back and repatched yeah, the entire they actually, they actually went through the entire game and, it, it wasn't just that it like there are certain things that are like stylistically wrong, and certain things that are just like awkward or, mm-hmm. or unnatural. But certain things were just like they could actually hurt the player. Like certain item descriptions said the wrong thing, so you like you thought you'd be getting a buff for something, but you weren't. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know, know was, that. Yeah, yeah, I never paid attention. To, yeah, I don't use so, items very often. Yeah, so it was like there were things like people would not get what they're supposed to. Uh, so it was pretty wide-reaching. It's like at some points, like. Mm-hmm. And That's, I really hope they don't repeat that mistake with nine, with East Nine, because it looks so good. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they'll avoid it because like they, they, they did they did address it pretty heavily with East Eight and the remaster. There are still some quirks with the with the retranslation they did. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys follow, um, I like uh, Clyde Mandel a lot. He goes by Mado. Um, he does his Legends of Localization series, and he does really in depth analyses of a lot of translations and mm-hmm. um, he. he he, you know, he he had talked a lot about Ease Eight, so if you're interested, like I, I definitely recommend that. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll apply kind of what happened with Eight to Ease Nine. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm about to say because I'm I'm psyched as fuck for what is it? Was it Nos Nostrum? Most whatever the fuck the fucking name is called. Monstrum Nox. There, there we go. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I can't remember. I was trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> all I remember is running up walls like Naruto. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, way off topic. Uh... <laughs> X series. What would be your favorite game in that series? Um, for me, it's I love many of them, but it's always X one. Um, Mega Man X. Is I think that's the most iconic. Is is tied for my favorite game of, of all time with Chrono Trigger. Those two are my favorite. But, uh, Mega Man X to me is, it's, it is a perfect action game. Like everything about that game is fine tuned and just incredible. And I could go back and play it at any given time. Yeah. Um, and it's one where I. I really can't think of anything wrong with it. I know people say, oh yeah, these other games in the 16-bit generation, but for me, like Mega Man X is the perfect action game. Oh, and, yeah. that, and that's one of the reasons I think, like, you know, I have debates like SNES and Genesis, like, that's why I'd go to SNES every time, is that, that has Mega Man X. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's an incredible game. Well, even just look at the, the disparity between, like, would have been 6 at the time, and then X, yeah. it's like, X was still like the original series. You had the Robot Masters you fought, although yeah. they weren't they weren't like something like man. It was some sort of an animal yeah. or whatever. But it was still basically at heart. It was a Mega Man game. You fought them, but it had a more. It was more in depth. There was more of a story to it, and such and such like that. And it was. I. It was still such a catastrophic. Not catastrophic. Huge leap forward. I don't know why that word came out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. It was I'm... such a huge leap forward in in the Mega Man franchise that like. Even when seven came out, it's still like seven felt good, but you're like, I want more X. <laughs> like, it, I think seven wet the appetite for the original series, yeah. but like, for most people, they were like, oh, I want to see where this X series goes rather yeah. than more of the main line. I'd say overall, I think X has the art style that attracts me more. 
Definitely, because Mega Man's more grown up ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then there's Zero. I mean, Zero is Zero. He's all like is it, anybody more '90s than Zero. <laughs> like he's definitely one of the, like this, these really cool like pitch perfect characters where he came out and everyone like everyone loves Zero when he came out. Like he, he lost he, their shit. He, he has all the best scenes in that. Like he comes out and he rescues you. And he's sort of like he's the mentor you aspire to, and just like he has an incredible character design. And like Mega and Man. he's just well loved by like everyone. I mean, Mega Man flat out can't even hurt Vile the first time they meet him and Zero beats the hell out of him. Yeah, and it just that, that to me, like, that sets up everything so well in the story. Like, you go through and it's, like, in the Ego Raptor video, like, it teaches you kind of how to play and a lot of it feels familiar, like, the run speed and the shootings like classic Mega Man, so you sort of, you're already into it and you're thinking, yeah, I'm good. And Vile comes out and just totally wrecks you and you're like, <laughs> man, but then, but then you see Zero and he blows the arm off of Vile's mech and just completely, like, Ruins are like, whoa, man, Zero is super cool. I'm trying to think. That's like the only, the like, the first time in the franchise I can think, too, where you have to lose two different fights. Yeah. Because I don't think any of the, the mainline ones did that up to that point. Not that I can think Because you lose the vial twice yeah. before you ever beat him. Yeah, in the second encounter, too. Like, you you fight him when you're powered up, and you still get you still And get Zero beat. breaks out of his cage, stabs him in the back to ruin the mech. Well, he, he he blows himself up. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he oh, that's right, because he's only a torso. Yep. Yeah, he, he blows himself up, and it's that was our scene. It's like, you're like, oh god, zero. Like, it was just really cool, uh, and it's yeah. It, it to me it also made Vile a really like threatening and cool character because he's like he has a great character design. You mean purple Boba Fett? No, I was about to say. Just yeah, he's he is yeah, he's really cool. He's really amazing. Yeah. But when you finally beat him, you feel like yeah, like I did it. Yeah, and then I liked being being able to play as Zero when they, they introduced that was nice, too. Yeah. Um, I also liked when Mega Man could get the Z-Saber. Yep. That was pretty fun. Cause yeah. It, it was a bit different to have Mega Man not shooting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I, mine, obviously, the only one I really had growing up was Mega Man X4. X4 the Saturn, and I fell in love with it. I absolutely loved X4. I yeah. thought the music was on point. Yeah. The graphics were gorgeous. And just yeah. just the story in general, the four I loved. I liked the whole idea of of the colonel and the thing. I have to say though, the only real thing I hate about the X series, I hate Sigma. I think Sigma <laughs> oh. is such a bitch. He's like Wily. Like no matter how many times I beat you, just go away. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I'm back. No shit. <laughs> well, you would like X eight then. Thank you. <laughs> But, like, I just, I, I hate that, like, they kind of even do that in the, in the mainline series where you're fighting Dr. Cossack, and then you yeah, just find out. out that, yeah, it's, oh, it's, they're still wily. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, th- that was kind of a thing that I never really cared for in certain games. Yeah. It was like the Batman-Joker idea, where he never actually beats Joker. Like, Joker just magically comes back! To be honest, I think Joker has a better dynamic, though, because he's more tied in with the overall... Sigma is like, I'm there, and I'm just kind of a thing... I'm gonna fuck with this! To be honest, in some of the X games, it felt like Sigma was a placeholder for another villain for them to design... And then they just at like they were just kind of like ah oh, screw it we'll just leave it as Sigma instead of actually making a new villain. Team Sigma blast off again. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean yeah. I, I I understand the point of him with like the whole Sigma virus thing and and how he corrupts people. But it's just I don't know I was I, I always I'm always ready for the next villain I guess. 
and X kind of never delivered on that for me. But I still love the series. I think yeah. it's great. There are, I guess there's a few things I'll share. Like, there are a few times when they do kind of subvert that a little bit. Um, Command Mission is a different villain for that one. Also, X8 actually does the, does a reverse kind of fake out for that, where you think it's Sigma and it's not. Mm. And, mm, and, yeah, and, that's and, true. And that one where it, it's it's La Lumine who's one of the who's one of the new generation Reploids, and he basically is like, yeah, like if Axel can transform, we all can transform. We can turn into him. By the way, we, 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 we can all transform into Sigma if we want to. Yeah, yeah. And but Lumine's like, yeah, no, I don't need him. Like, so they go there, and I do like how a lot of fans have gone that. Um, I I think it puts greater context in Sigma's kind of role in the story when you think about how. Um, a lot of fans think Dr. Wily is working in the background of the X series, similar to how Light supports X. And there's a lot of cool things supporting that fan theory, especially well, in X six. I know there like there was discussion of whether or not Light is still technically alive. Oh, I, I, because, I'm definitely thinking he is. Because like when you actually talk cool. to his hologram for in the power up things. It's not just a pre-recorded conversation. Yeah, it's not pre-recorded and also he, he actually reacts to X yeah. at various points during the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes made a lot of people think, well, maybe he's now an AI yeah. living in the system. So, yeah, that's exactly what I, I and many of things that he's you know, he exists as an AI supporting X because he shows he is aware of current events. He mentions people's names that he could not have known. Like he he mentions Alia in yeah. X five. And he shows what's going on. And I think it's also why, like, you know, there's no way Dr. Light could have known X would have been at these locations for these capsules to support him. So I think that he is still controlling them in a certain way through AI and basically having, like, nanomachines or something set them up at certain areas to support him, but stay out of the way enough so he's not being seen by anyone else. Yeah. but He's not that, trying to directly influence X. So he's trying, yeah. he's trying to support Which... him. At the same time, I think there are many hints that Dr. Wily is working in the background trying to, trying to screw things up. Because uh, X five Sigma mentions a partner who hates X. He's like, yeah, like I found someone who hates you, and you know, he mentions working with someone. And in X six, there's a character named uh, Isak in that who you really know nothing about, and he shows an understanding of Zero that's really uncanny. Whereas at the time, like no one in the X series can figure Zero out. Like they're like he's way too advanced to the point where even future technology still can't understand how what, how what zero tech he's so advanced that they can't figure him out <laughs> but but isaac instantly knows how to and can re- like remotely shut zero down like he knows how to do it right <laughs> away like when zero tries to attack he's like nope they're like how the hell would someone who just met zero know how to do that yeah and also later in the game isaac like basically just deactivates well especially because like when wily stored zero away all yeah. the only plans for zero are in zero, yeah, like there is no other information on him. Right. The entire lab gets yeah. like destroyed and yeah. stuff, so there is nothing left of him being so, built other than him. So, <laughs> my personal interpretation is, um, is the virus actually originated Mega Man Eight? So the, the evil energy that is the origin of the virus, mm-hmm. and it shows that it can infect living things like Wily as well as mechanical things, and it it makes them more powerful. Like all the, all the robots think it more powerful in that. So I think that at the time we know Wally was working on Zero, and I think that was the origin of that. So it's that's kind of how it starts. And well, that would also kind of explain like the fairy things in in the Zero yeah, series, the cyber elves that are yeah. able to affect both the electronic and the physical. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then at the time, I think that Wally was working on Zero as his masterpiece because even Base knows that he's working on it. Like he, 
like he criticizes Wiley all the time for like, no, you have me. Like, why do you need him? And Wiley's like, no way. Like, this is going to be way more powerful than you. Hmm. Some people think that Zero woke up and killed Wiley, or that I'm I'm not sure if people you know go to that ear or not. But in, in any case, I think that Wiley had passed away at some point in, in my in my mind of of old age at time, and Zero was still in the capsule. And Wiley was still supporting him as an AI. Like he, he uploaded his consciousness to, to to do so. And at some point, Zero was active and is roaming around, but he's not complete. He's not finished. Because if you look at how Zero looks in X One, he has like the the rounded shoulders. But mm-hmm. all the designs you see in the classic series, he has the squared ones like he does later. Yeah. And he has a sword and everything. So I think that he wasn't actually finished at that time. And in the flashback scene in X Four when he fights Sigma. Partway through the fight, like Zero is clearly winning. He's gonna kill Sigma. Like he's ripping him apart. And he just suddenly stops and there's a W insignia. So I think that Wiley's like, oh shit, he remotely accesses Zero. He's like, oh no, he's up. I gotta I gotta fix this. He doesn't know he's fighting Sigma at the time. Like, yeah. He didn't do it to like like why would he care? He wouldn't want to save Sigma. He's no yeah. So I think that he just remotely accessed Zero at that time and tried to fix him. And basically like a computer, like Sigma hit him and knocked him out and fucked him up as he's trying to reboot. So he basically corrupted it. Yeah. So that's why he woke up different and forgot. It. And why like shit? Like now I can't. I can't remotely access him now. Like something happened. So I <laughs> think. And also at that point is that that evil energy in Zero transferred to Sigma at that time as well. That's the stuff. So eight has, is the one with Duo, right? Yeah. Duo is basically intergalactic space cop. Yeah, and there was that. Was it like the goo or whatever? What the fuck energy. was it? Yeah, it was so, like space energy. Yeah, it's well, Mega Man. Uh, a lot of the Mega Man games deal with things from space. A yeah, lot. yeah. And I think well, that, I'm gonna say I know that becomes prevalent in the Star Force series. I yep. think it is where it's a it's the XM waves, the yep. living energy Radio waves from space yeah. Yeah. that started infecting everything. Yeah. So that one has that one's a really weird Mega Man too. So that one like Mega Man is, it's uh, 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 and yeah, he's he's, a, alien he's an alien that fuses with a, with 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 a kid and becomes that Mega Man. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> he's he's kind of cool. Though. I like his design. It's, uh, Omega Zis is the name for it. He's like a weird like you know like like blue like blue alien cat thing. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's weird. It gets a little weird, but it's yeah, it still keeps the whole like the out the other influence yeah. coming in. So. Yeah, oh yeah. But, but anyway, I thought that yeah at that point like that's kind of what happens to Zero. So when Zero dies in X One. In X2, it was the whole thing about getting his parts back, and there's these, these, right. these counter hunters. I think that at the time, like when you get his parts back, he looks more like how he's supposed to. I think that they were acting under orders from Wily, or that Sergius, one of them, is Wily. Yeah. Because he even mentions like a, a memento of Dr. Light. Like he, he mentions things that he should not know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that what happened is they got Zero's parts, were paired into what he was supposed to be, thinking that they would be able to get him. Because in one of, the, one of the scenes in X2, if you don't get Zero's parts, you fight him. Oh, that's right. We didn't do that in our playthrough, I don't think. If you get Zero's parts, he's on your side, and he destroys a copy. But if you don't get him, like, you have to fight Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, time. I remember. Yeah. So, oh, like, God. they want to get him. But Zero, I think, was basically able to resist more. He's like, no, like, I have my own personality. I have my own identity. Like, I'm not going to let you do this. And Wiley's keep keeps trying to bring Zero to his side up to um, X5, where he actually get, he, and he, Zero's infected again with, 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 with the virus or you know, the energy. And in one ending of X5, he can become his maverick form again, where he's really powerful. And you see him, like, floating with, like, evil energy and you have to, you have to fight him. <laughs> so I think that that's kind that's of what it's building to. That's a pretty rough fight, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's hard. He and then, um, 
and if you're playing as like X and you encounter Sigma, Sigma's like, oh, like you know, I have a partner now, and if someone hates you, and I'm like, okay, like that's a pretty clear signal, like yeah. who this could be. So I always like that where they don't, they don't explicitly show you that there's a lot of like flashbacks and things, and so a lot of fans can lead to that. But that's that's my interpretation of that. Well, it makes as much sense as anything else. Well, yeah, and I didn't say it's it's also one of those things where it never really made like okay, yeah, I get the whole. Like, Reploids are better than normal humans, basically. It's, it's the, the entire concept, like, with Skynet and Terminator. Yeah. It's, we're more advanced, we can do better, humans are, are beneath us type, yeah. like, mentality. Not to mention humans treat us like garbage. We're oh, disposable yeah. to them. Yeah. So, like, I, I get Sigma's whole, okay, yeah, let's, you know, make this utopia for Reploid-type yeah. stuff, but... At the same time, it's just one of those things where it's like, go away. Well, that's what I kind of liked about a lot of the... I think it was a lot in the X games where... Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> where they kind of... Yeah, they had like an uprising of some sort where they're like, hey... Or they, don't they just... Show, isn't there a part where they tell them flat out like... Actually, it mirrors... Um, iRobot's like original yeah. story quite a bit. Yeah, where like once they no longer serve their purpose, they're essentially just destroyed well, or abandoned. Or yeah, uh, they do that in the classic games actually. Mega Man Nine is Doctor Wily appeals to the robots like, hey, you have an expiration date, and like you're like you're going to be recycled. Yeah, because there was one I like that where some of the robot masters weren't exactly like they're not bad. They're just well, that was kind of in the original one, yeah. wasn't in, it? In the original name too. So the original series they have a limited AI, like they don't have complete free will. They have yeah. to act within their program but they do have personality and they have a pretty wide range yeah and they do it a lot like in the comics like like needleman says like i don't want to fight you i kind of have to and yeah. he's like i'm built this way i don't have hands and like he's really he's really upset and he's like my parents like destroy Mega Man. i don't have a wide range <laughs> and like he basically begs Mega Man to kill him in the comic so it gets really, it gets uh, really yeah. dark Neo Man should just one shot Mega Man, anyways. Spike, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> just, yeah, like, it's like, he's like, hey, like, just, just take the shot and kill me. And I'm like, wow, it's really. I also like that the comic actually provides a nice explanation for why Mega Man doesn't like to hold on to powers, because he yeah. feel, he feels excessively violent. He feels like I don't know, like I have too many, like I'm too powerful. This I don't like this feeling because yeah. he's, he's a kid. He doesn't. He doesn't. He like he'd rather like spend time with his family and like. It was like he does not want to play soccer. It's not like Metroid. It's not like Metroid where she's just like, I'm super all powerful. Alright, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'll just go back to the so, regular various suit. And in X's case too, like he's a pacifist. You know, he yeah. he would rather probably like read or something like, oh he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do this. Well that's why I think the in when he's in uh Z, the Z X the Z series yeah. where it's the AI is the, supporting zero. Yeah, he's the, the, the just the energy that you see X is very different personality-wise mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. what he used to be. Yeah, I assume Zero kind of falls into the same relative timeline as like far X into the same. Yeah, so it's cl X classic X Zero, and then yeah. kind of goes with like a hundred years or so of of each other, and then it goes to ZX after that, and then way ahead to Legends in, in one timeline. Does it really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize Legends was. Was it's basically how it's like the whole like Hyrule getting flooded type thing. Yeah, I will say because in in Legends aren't they all f floating islands or no? no it, 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 like just like it, it's it's mostly water is the okay, world. Okay, maybe that and there are certain islands around, yeah. and it's that that's set thousands and thousands of years afterward. God, I but it, those in a long time. but they 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 reference earlier events to make you think they could be talking about things like Legends two mentions how there was a place called Elysium, which is a, a utopia. 
and that's the place X like mentions in the series that like, he wants to place he wants to make a place called Elysium, which would be uh, like a haven for everyone. Yeah. So I think that he he did it. And there's a master they show in Legends Two, which looks like Zero. He's like wearing a robe and long blonde hair, where he's like a benevolent leader mm-hmm. to this. So it makes you think like, okay, like maybe that had happened, and Zero took over like this mantle to lead it for X. And they even have it. Like Legends talked about like purifier units who kept the peace, which are sound like Maverick hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, cops. <laughs> I say, to be honest, the Mega Man games have a better timeline than Zelda. Oh god, yes. <laughs> and a much better timeline than Kingdom Hearts. That's just... <laughs> yeah, Kingdom uh, Hearts timeline is pretty much just a tic tac toe board. We need to spend nearly eight hours to learn the story for Kingdom Hearts from someone who supposedly understands it really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll touch briefly on the Game Boy series. Now those are basically they're, they're basically versions. like yeah like ma- like mashes of certain kind ones because isn't isn't Mega Man one on the Game Boy one and one and two, two. yep and then two is three and four and it kind of goes that way yeah. so uh, Mega Man one through four on the Game Boy are like that where they're in, they combine things from the NES games yeah but they have slight differences so they have like some different music or they have like their stage designs are different and. Um, and they also introduce other enemies. So mm-hmm. they have the, the Mega Man Killer series. Yeah. Mega Man 1 has Anchor, 2 has Quint, uh, 3 has Punk, and 4 has Belade. And there has these other you know enemies to, to, to fight to fight you. And they have a slightly different story. Like Mega Man 2, like Quint is Mega Man from an alternate future. Mm. It was back in time. And they have other things going there. And Mega Man 5 for Game Boy is actually, there's no man robots at all. And um, that one is you fight star droids, and like you're in space for that one. And the enemy is is actually Wily, is Sunstar, who's like an ancient robot from an alien civilization. Yeah, well, let's just say I remember the star droids, but I couldn't remember which game that was actually in. That one's that one's five. Okay. Also, it's kind of fun is you don't use your standard Buster in that one. You get like a rocket punch in that one. Really? Yeah. Damn. Honestly, yeah, I didn't play to. I think I played the first one for Game Boy, and then I never played any of the others. I, yeah, I, I, I liked Mega Man one for Game Boy. Um, Mega Man two, I. I didn't care for as much. That was pretty rough. Um, three, I thought was good. And four, I thought was actually was really good for Game Boy. But five is one that I think is really well loved by fans because it's really unique, and it's just it, it has great stage designs and like really interesting enemies and powers. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. It also has uh, Super Game Boy support. Has unique backgrounds and stuff. Oh, pretty cool. cool! I always, I always love that yeah. kind of stuff. But that was really fun. Um, but yeah, that, that idea of like mixing things together kind of went carried over into the the Game Boy Color games because they mm-hmm. have Extreme One and Two. Yeah, and so Extreme they actually they actually give a story explanation for why it's uh, X X One and Two bosses, but it's like you're basically going into this like virtual world and like it's it's data that you're going mm-hmm. into. So like you're you're like you're you're fighting past versions of these things. Oh, Kingdom Hearts recoded. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. Many years before that one. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, the the one handheld one I did play was the one for the Game Gear, which I think was four and five. Yeah, if uh, I remember right. Yeah, um, it's bosses from four and five. Yeah, it just called Mega Man. Yeah, and that was by uh, I think U.S. Gold. I love that. One. Actually, that one was really good. I loved the Game Gear I version. Like the only problem is like it was really zoomed in and has a kind of weird scrolling, just because the Game Gear screen size is pretty tiny. Yeah, but it was pretty. I liked tiny. it. I mean, it, it looked nice too. Like it. Mm-hmm. There. But that's one I, I liked growing up. Yeah, me too. 
Um, so we'll yeah, though, that was an interesting series. I would love to get my hand. They're expensive. They are, but I would love to get my hands on that series of uh, Game Boy games. Paul obviously needs them for the oh, Game sorry, Boy collection. Paul, does, do you have any of them? Uh, he's got quite a few of them. Do I? No, well, the Mega Man ones. Like, do, like does, does Paul have the Game Boy? I'm Mega sure Man? he does. Oh. I'll have to ask him specifically which ones Mega he does Man have. Mega Man Five is really expensive. Yeah, about to say I'm gonna look up that, the prices for those in just a second, but um. So we'll go to like more of like the offshoot games because obviously we talked about the Battle Network series. Yeah. Um, who can forget Surfer Zero from <laughs> Command Mission, <laughs> dude, bro? <laughs> Command Mission, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I loved that because I love when they take. I really enjoyed the battle system. It was uh, yeah. unique. It was turn-based, but you're still interacting a bit. And yeah, I always love because even even Mario translated really well into the RPG genre with with like the timed hits yeah. and stuff like that, which is why Paul liked it because he he did he was never a menu guy. He yeah. he wants to constantly be hitting a button and like Super Mario RPG, he had, he had the timed hits and the timed blocks, and Mega Man was kind of like that. So there were a lot of games that translated very well to that RPG formula, yeah. which is something I'm surprised Zelda never really has done, where they've transferred to a full-blown, like, stats and level-up RPG system. Yeah, honestly, the closest Zelda gets to that would be Hyrule Warriors, where you can level up. But, yeah. But even then, yeah. I, I see, I don't know. Zelda, why well, I think it could make a good RPG, I don't... I think it would be I th great. I think Zelda is one of those, those franchises where it's better with action than with, you know, slower stuff. Mega Man at least can fall back and be like, hey, we got, a, you know, yeah. this good story. Yeah. So that's why Command Mission, is it that expensive? The loot, just a loose copy yeah, of Mega Man for the Game Gear is $115. Yep. Yep. I, I still got my copy. So do I. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Sorry to cut you oh, off. No, that's fine. Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy is 11. Yeah, that, that, that one's not as sought after. 3 is 23. Mm -hmm. 4 is uh, mm -hmm. 40, 48. 5 is 115. Yep. And it only went to 5, didn't it? Yep. For the Game Boy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah 5 is the one that's usually sought after. I would love to get a, a box copy because I just have a loose copy. Oh, Tim. <laughs> oh, Tim. How much? For $950 for, 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 for a complete Mega Man oh. 5 for the Game Boy. Yep. Do, do they take kidneys? Keep dreaming, buddy. <laughs> do they take kidneys? Livers? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't see... Oh, Mega Man 5. Although, to be honest... Okay, yeah. I don't know, because I've spent about half that on collector's editions before. <laughs> so... That's fine. I, I really, yeah, I can't complain. I suppose uh, I've I can't spent find a Mega Man for the Game Boy, like an original Mega Man. It might be under Mega Man Doctor Wily's Revenge. Maybe. Oh, look, that, that's the title. But yeah, for, uh, for Command Mission, I had really liked it. I've always liked, you know, turn-based RPGs growing up. So I'm like, this is, this is the thing I didn't know I wanted. Smashes like, two of your favorite things together. So eleven dollars. I remember when it, you know, when the trailer came out. I was I watched that over and over. I was like, "This is I'm really excited." Um, yeah, I, I liked all the new characters they introduced. I I wasn't super thrilled about the story when it, when it when finally. Went. No, I actually like that. I, I, Energy cape. Like I, I actually the, the stealth armor X. I like that they had it in the mobile game too. But um, I I wasn't super nuts about the final story. I was hoping that they actually would tie it into the main X series or do more to it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that part of it wasn't something I was thrilled about. But the battle system was really fun and overall yeah. like, I really liked playing the game. 
and it had like this really cool like you have like these you know weapons and sub weapons you could do you had these action triggers which were unique to every character so like a limit break like x could do like a charge shot for one zero had different like uh button command combos for his saber attacks mm-hmm. then characters could also could transform into like this other state so like x would get this like uh crossfire armor and he, or a little bit more powerful or zero would go to like his black zero form and i did also like they were hidden ones later like X could get ultimate armor, but it looked different in that. He looks like a Gundam, and it's really cool. He's like I haven't like actually huge. finished that. One. It actually kind of looks like the armor from when you used his uh, his special in Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom, where he's too. He has like these huge gun arms, and he like, yeah. just shoots everything. Uh, Zero also gets um, as absolute Zero form as a secret one, which is pretty cool. He kind of looks like base when he transforms. He has like these these big wings and stuff. Huh, makes sense. But it, it just it looks really cool, um, and yeah, like it was a lot of fun to play. I would love to see. Um, an HD remaster of that yeah. game as well as a sequel to that. That's one that I was a little let down that certain games weren't in the collections they've had so far. Like the classic Legacy Collection just did, you know, like 1 through 10 they did those, mm-hmm. but they didn't do the Game Boy games or Mega Man and Base or the Game Gear game or anything you know, like that. Yeah. And then for the X collections they have, you know, X 1 through 8 but it does include Extreme or Command Mission. Yeah, I liked the the ones that were on like GameCube and PS2 that had like the power battles, the arcade games. Yeah. I thought those were a lot of fun actually. Yeah, so those yeah, the the Mega Man anniversary collections for those they they had um, Mega Man one through eight and then the 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 power battle and power fighters mm-hmm. arcade games and, and and those ones were a lot of fun. I actually, actually you know between playing those in in the arcade and playing them there like they're 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 really fun to just kind of know, dick around with. Yeah, so that's what it's Mega like a Man boss needs. Rush. Mega Man needs like a Power Stone type game. Oh man, that would be cool. Because I think instead of do like just doing like the Smash type formula, I think it would benefit from like more of the 3D environment and going you know all directions up down stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely could. There's a lot of you know different Robot Master characters that they could they could pull from. So there could be a lot of things in there, and that would be that would be really cool. That would be an interesting idea, actually. A lot of Mega Man characters do translate well to fighting games. Like, Zero is just perfect for Sony games. Even, like, the ones that just shoot, like, they could do combos, and then, you know, at the end of the combo, do, like, like the fireball, like, from Street Fighter-type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I know I've always been very critical of, like, I'm not fond of how Mega Man plays in MVC 1 and 2. Right, but he's I, I, kind of a bitch character. But I, I, I do really like how um, they had Mega Man and Smash Brothers, and how X plays in MVC Ultimate. Yeah, that, like X did really well that with a lot of his abilities, like in his different armors. Like he was really fun to play, and for Mega Man for Smash, like they, he's he feels really faithful to the character, like how he moves. He has like, his standard Buster. He has different attacks. Like he has a slide, and everything else. Like he, he just feels really true to how he should. Feel. Yeah, Does, zero zero doesn't in summon NBC. a soccer ball. <laughs> he was so stupid in Mega Man Two, and I felt so bad for him. Or NBC uh, Two. Yeah, he was just so useless. Yeah, NBC One and Two. I'm just like, man, it's like I I want to play as him because he's my favorite character, but like he's not viable. They give him such lame duck leaf shield and and yeah, the soccer yeah. ball, and he, I think he had one more tornado hold. Yeah, the tornado hold, which was dumb. But he just they. they he does not feel very powerful compared to everyone else. No, even he's also really slow. Roll and and serve bot yeah. were just dumb. Well, see but, that's, but that like, was an MVC. Overall, I think thing. that's one of my things. Like one of my biggest complaints with fighting games is 
They, they're like, oh, we should make individual characters have different stats, you know. Like, no, just give everyone 1,000 HP, everyone does X amount of damage with yeah. light attack, with heavy attack, and just make everything even. That way every character is always viable. Right. Good luck. Yeah, well, but that's... <laughs> The problem is, like, the fighting game community would never go for something like that. Well, no, it, it would eliminate the idea of specializing in any character over another. But then, no, actually, it'd be better, because you'd have to learn the combos to actually be effective. But you'd it be just be, as effective as a guy who's it who's faster, which I can No, but see, everyone, but see, that'd be the whole thing, is everyone would be the same speed. Everyone mm. would be... It would just come down to the individual combo styles. But then you just everybody's Ryu. But look at look at the Marvel vs. Capcom fighting community. Everyone is Magneto, Sentinel, and Storm. That's MVC two. Yeah. So like that's I, I, I definitely did like and I know that you're not as big fan of three, but I do love that like you see a lot of different characters being played all the time yeah. in, in three, and that like for me like I would always go to zero because like I he just. It's he zero. plays so well. Like, he did play very well in that. But, one. I'll give him that. But I would, I would see a lot of people like I would fight against so many different kinds of characters, and I'd be like, man, like it's just that was great to me. Like I got like one of my favorite characters, and he feels great. Yeah. And, like he represents well. Like he, he looks how he should, and he, he, he has moves that you know make sense for the for the yeah. character. Amaterasu did very well too yeah. in MVC three. So, I really liked yeah. Amaterasu. Yeah. So that's just yeah that I was I was so happy about that, and. I think Zero they've done pretty well for us. He's he's, he's appeared in uh, MVC three Ultimate MVC three, then um, Cap uh, Marvel Capcom uh, Infinite, and then Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Oh, that's right, he was in that one. Yep. I completely I forgot about that. One. Yeah. Well, a lot of people um, forget about that uh, one. That, that one also has Mega Man Volnet in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That's and he, right. He's yeah, he does. Too. He has he he's really interesting. He's uh, is he has like his shield and his like machine gun arm and like he's he's kind of a slower character, but he is he's. Is really odd mix-ups of, of attacks. Huh. So he, he's pretty fine. That that also has roll in that one too. Yeah. I always wish you could like they utilize roll a bit more, because I love roll as a character. Yeah. I think she's adorable. But they, they she's always just like a his maid. <laughs> she's always a joke character. Yeah. In well, uh, Mega Man Powered Up, you're able to play as her, which is which oh, is that's pretty right. Funny. Um, and other games, like they, they give her a, a bit more to do. I, I was hoping she would have been a, a, a playable character in Mega Man 11 because I do love how they they slightly redesigned her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, that's one I want to see. I did like in one of the Mega Man cartoons, like she's shown like with a helmet and Buster, and I can do this. Yeah, she can do the same things. Well, Mega yeah, Man she's can. also got vacuum cleaner arm. <laughs> well, that. The, that that one was was it was in the nineties cartoon only. Yeah. Which I don't know like I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> nice. Dustbuster arm go So like to me like like Roll should be able to do everything in Mega Man. Yeah. My favorite version of Roll is the Legends version. I was just about to say I love her, her design. It's like she's a great games. design. She's like this really witty mechanic. She's a genius inventor, like she's yeah. the one who makes all the weapons. And like, her dynamic with Mega Man is like I say, to be honest, it's she like after like, I had played those when, like, Mega Man Legends first came out. Yeah. But, like, when uh, Full Metal Alchemist came out, Winry yeah. reminds me of Roll oh, from yeah. those oh, games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, she, yeah. I'm like, it's basically the same character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, can, I can definitely see that. She's all, you screw up your arm again, bam! <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so let's talk about the games that's coming out soon. The, Z, the uh, Zero series. Um, they're basically huge Metroidvania games, from what well, I under, from what I remember. For, for the uh, ZX ones are. Yes, ZX. that's what I meant. The ZX ones. Um, the Zero games in general are, for one, they're very difficult. <laughs> they are very hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I remember you get a lot of different weapons, 
and it was different forms as well. Different forms. It was there was a like a main hub, like your base, and then you went on missions. Yep. Yep. And I absolutely fell in love with those games because I I think I clocked more hours on my Game Boy Advance, my SP, than any other handheld I'd I'd ever had. Um, and those were part of them. And I just remember absolutely loving the challenge yeah. of them and the overall aesthetic of the Zero games, I more than the X series. getting other weapons that weren't just, oh, I have Buster, oh, I have Sword. Oh, I have Gun. I liked getting this, this, the, the shield. Yep. The, the spear. The spear. The... That you can change direction on mid-poke. Mid yeah. <laughs> you get, the, like, the spear extensions. I'm trying to think, what the fists, I think, was Well, that's in, uh, so in uh, Zero Four, you get that. So in the first Zero game, you have uh, the uh, triple rod, which you can get. And that was And there's the, and there's the shield, and you have a, a Buster and your saber. And you can get different uh, elemental properties. Yeah, I remember that. One too, so you can get that when you charge it. You can be like, you know, have like an uh, elemental the shot, fire like, like, like fire or electricity. Um, so you, you get those. And um, later games, they added a few more things. Like zero, uh, zero four is one which has a zero knuckle, there, where okay. you can pull a, you can pull enemies apart and take their weapon. So like oh, like cool. e even the standard enemies. So like there's like an enemy like it's like a, basically like a turret. You just like rip it apart and take it. <laughs> I think I only ever played the first two and part of three. I don't think I ever played Zero Four. Yeah. And then I played the first uh, ZX, which okay. I loved. I, I do like the ZX games a lot. And they, like you mentioned, ZX is more of that kind of Metroid style where it's a, a little non-linear and you, you, you're exploring around a map. There. Mm -hmm. um, it, it follows the kind of same through line you know, after Zero. So in the ZX games, you have these different transformations. So you can... Tr you, can transform you have you start with a model x which is you know you have x things and you get to zx so you have you know buster and saber but then you get to um models based on the four guardians from zero so it's uh, uh harpuya uh fafnir phantom and leviathan mm. and you have their different powers um and then zx advent you can change on the bosses that you defeat that's cool so you get that one you know that one you start with model a which i think is supposed to be a reference to axel but then you get lame, <laughs> uh, which you get. Yeah, you can transform into the bosses and use their abilities, which I thought was really cool. And you start, you, you know, you explore this different world map. So I, I've always really loved the ZX games. It, I felt like they didn't really get as much attention. No, it sadly ended with just the two games. Yeah, and I've always wanted them to have a ZX three. Well, I know you could pick between two different characters. In, yeah, in, in the ZX. Yeah, and oh, both actually. Yeah, because I, I always chose the girl. What was what was the big difference between um, the two? Was in there? The, in the first one, not really. It's Vent and Ale. And That's what it was. There's not really much difference. The second one is Gray and Ash, and they actually do have a story difference. And oh, okay. Um, so it's uh, Ash is, I think is a treasure hunter in that one I, for, I forget Grace but in the first game not really um, also it, um, depending who you pick in Advent you fight a different person from the first game too oh cool so if, if, I think if you're um, Ash then you fight Vent and if you're Grey you fight uh, Ale oh so it, you know you fight like the, the opposite gendered uh, yeah. character yeah, I'm really looking forward to those games. The The bosses, I remember, were brutal. Like, I remember Pretty they tough. just did so much damage, and they were yeah. so hard to defeat. <coughs> um, yeah, the, the Zero games were pretty tough. Zero One was, I think, was really uh, known for his, his pretty high level of, of difficulty. Yeah, well, it was just so... so it, it almost took you aback a bit, because you were like, all right, well, I'm used to the X games. You know, this this can't be much different. And then you just get your ass handed to you, and you're like, 
all right, this is going to take some study. Like, you can't just plow into yeah, it you thinking can't play you're going to. style. No, you're not going <laughs> to overpower these things. You know, it's. It was definitely a different mindset, which the series had really never seen before. So, well, and then it like, was fascinating. Introducing the uh, the, the cyber elves, where yeah. each one did different things, and you collected them. Yeah, and you could only use them like once. each one once, and then they were They're gone. Dying. Yeah, Oof. Um, yeah. And I know there They're was dying. one of them. If you collect all of them, you get something. I'm trying to think what that is. Um, sure, you're not thinking of. Well, no, I think it's you get like one more. I think you get Mother Elf or whatever it is. Well, that, that's that's in the story for it. Um, so zero two, like the plot of that game is, um, uh, you zero two, you you find X's body in that X's physical body, mm. and he's sealing away this entity that's called that's that's called the Dark Elf, which is able to corrupt things kind of like the virus does. Um, and the villain of that game, El Pizo, he ends up. Uh, breaking X's body, like he, you know, he stabs it and releases it so he could use its power. Mm. But what it actually was originally was the mother elf, which was like a benevolent entity. Mm. So you you try to restore it to what it was. Um, the story of the Zero games, I I really liked. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I I know they they kind of had an about face. So the first when you first play the the first Zero, it makes you think X is evil. You go to it like yeah, it's, it sounds like X is like ruling Neo Arcadia with an iron fist and. You know, exterminating anyone who gets in his way, and you're like, "What?" Like, you know, I had all these games where he's the protagonist, like, but you know, at the end they reveal like he, he's a he's a copy of X, made like in X's absence. Like, someone's like, "Well, we don't have Mega Man X anymore to help us, so I'm gonna make a new one." Yeah, and it didn't turn out too well. Like, <laughs> Did not work like, according to plan. Like, you can't really just copy them. Like, yeah, because X, you know, was he's naturally benevolent and kind, and the copy is like, "Well, I'm really powerful." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, why should what? I listen to you? Yeah, and I I remember that distinctly too. Thinking, oh, X is a bad guy in this one. I was like, it's kind of interesting considering like Zero is he's a good guy, but he's kind of a bad guy in the X series, but not really. I don't know. It's it's complicated. It's a complicated relationship there. But then you play the Zero games, and he's like the main yeah, protagonist. Yeah, he's the protagonist of that one. Yeah, but it was really cool. It's also kind of interesting to find out that that's uh, they have, uh, that's not Zero's original body. It goes yeah. Because in Zero 3, you, you fight Omega, which is Zero's original body. Oh, that's right. I, I must... I, I remember that part, but I don't think... I remember seeing that, but I don't yeah. think I got that far. I don't yeah. remember. I, it's kind of hazy. I well, played these games years ago. Well, that'd be a good chance. To, I know. I know that they're they are available to download on the on the Wii U. Um, yeah. For that eShop, but I feel like it'd be easier just to get the the new collection because that way you get can all four of them plus the X. Plus, you, plus you get the filters yeah. and. Can like, you even buy them on the Wii U anymore? I thought the Wii U store was shut down already. I, I think it's still available. Huh. I know the Wii. Well, he's, he's done. Yeah, has been done. For yeah, a long for, time. for the Wii eShop is is yeah. done. You you can't add funds or buy I things. I thought anymore. the Wii U one was done as well. I didn't think so, but I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, my Wii U is not plugged in, but I've always meant to go back to my Wii U. But I mean, at this point, I would just yeah, just get this, this new collection because oh, yeah. it'd be a nice package of you know all the Zero games and then the two ZX games, and you get yeah the different visual filter options and you get like the extra bonus mode. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's funny, of this age that we're in for gaming, they're releasing all these collections for stuff. Yeah. Uh, what collection do you think they should do? And it could be any series. Like, actually, I just had recently played some of, uh, and I know a lot of people didn't like it, 
I loved Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah. And I loved that whole three game series. I liked all three of them. Yeah. And I'm surprised they haven't actually done like a collection for those three yet. I would give that one another shake. I feel like it got a really bad rap, but it really I did. Would, and I would give it another shake. I absolutely adored the characters and I loved the story to it and I, I liked it a lot more than twelve, to be honest. Yeah. And I didn't care for ten very much. Yeah. But I, I, you know, ten got the remaster treatment, yeah. and twelve did as well. It's like I hope they kind of look at like thirteen yeah. and release a series or release a collection for that. I think for me, just to continue on the Mega Man, I would love to see like a, like a, a Mega Man Legends pack, like remaster, like do like a full HD remakes of Legends one and two, like <gasps> like remastered together. Like that to me would be. Well, you know what they could I, do. I, I would lose my mind if they were smart. They would release one. They would release a Mega Man Legends collection because it seems to be something. It seems to be a fairly common thing they've been doing with like the the NES Classic and the yeah. SNES Classic, where they're releasing a game that was never previously here yeah. on those systems. How fuck? How much would you come? <laughs> and I mean this literally. How much would you jizz your pants if they released a Mega Man Legends collection and they put out Mega Man Legends Three? Like they were having that game in yeah. development and finishing yeah. that off the whole time in secret. I would. I would not have enough pants. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, if they were smart, to I mean, we've been waiting for that game forever. Yep, that was actually why I bought a 3DS. Um, they announced that game, and I'm like, I'm pre-ordering this right now. Yeah, and you know, I I joined the dev room. I I was one of the serve bots for that. I put, I you know I was on the forums. I put forth ideas. Like, I was super excited like this is great they're you know having fan input this is what like i can't wait oh it's delayed all right no that's fine oh they're doing a demo now okay oh wait now it's a paid demo well they gotta support it now it's canceled and, <laughs> it's uh, such a oh god what an emotional roller coaster legends 3 has been <laughs> and it was that was canceled on the same time as Mega Man universe and Mega Man online yeah, that's. And right. Online would have been cool because that that would have been a two D side scroller RPG set in the X universe as like as, as a co op like online game for like a small party. It would have been like a two to four player like make your own Maverick Hunter game as oh, an RPG. Kind of almost would have been like uh, looked, that Dragon Mark for Death or it like Harmony of really, really cool. And then they had that, and then there was Universe, which was like basically Mario Maker before that as Mega Man. Like that's yeah. what it was, and it was like you could play Mega Man too, but you could make all your own levels. And I'm like, awesome. and like Mega Man's always been really like ahead of the curve for that, but no one's really appreciated that. No. And then of course Legends Three, which they showed things for it, and it looked great. They had new characters. Yeah. And it was it was no Tron. Misadventures <laughs> <laughs> of Tron. I like oh that one. god, I actually never played that one. It's very expensive as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Usually, I just yeah. um, I just have the disc for that one. I, don't, I, don't I, have say, I want I want all of the like the Battle Network games on a collection. I want oh, yeah. the a Star Force collection. Oh, yeah. I, I could definitely see them doing a complete Battle Network series collection after this. I feel like it just makes sense. Misadventures of Tron Bond two forty six dollars. That's not too bad. Two forty six? That's not too bad. <laughs> so bitch. That's complete though. Yeah. Um actually what are like the the Star Force games or So there are it's sort of like it's what, what, similar system to Battle Network. Yeah. That's like what I figured. I would compare more like, Classic is like Star Force to Battle Network, where it takes oh, place later, okay. and it's just a slight evolution of that. Yeah, because I've been looking into those two. They're they're fun. Yeah, um, it, it is a little different from how the battles work. Because in Battle Network, it's you know it's like kind of isometric view, and you can see the yeah, whole it's, map. Yeah, it's this, a three by three. Where in Star Force, it's it's behind you, like behind the shoulder, so you're moving like this, hmm. and you're, you're shooting ahead. So like there are fewer like there are fewer ways to move there, but it just changes the perspective a little yeah. bit. Oh, interesting. 
Huh. Well, all right. Although there's one other question, like um, for side games that are similar to Mega Man, like outside of like Azure Gunvolt. Oh, okay. Um, are there any other like game like similar styles like that that you like for yeah for the games or yeah I mean there are other games that are like non non Mega Man titles that are basically Mega, Mega Man, Man. Yeah. Um, yeah I think one I mentioned was uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst I liked a lot that's a, yeah. an eight bit one where you, you can play as Beck or you can play as Gunvolt or they have other playable characters to download mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it basically is a Mega Man game. It, well, yeah, like the Azure Strikers were too, but instead oh, yeah. of you had the lightning ability instead yeah. of. Yeah. Actually, I really enjoyed those. I have that, um, like that two pack, pack on, yeah. on yeah. the Switch, and actually they just released that Luminous Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, Luminous Avenger X just came out. And, yeah. And, and that one's a lot of fun. That one has uh, Copan as the character from he's from um, from Gunvolt Two. Yeah, he so. actually reminds me. It reminds me a lot of Mighty Number no. Nine, where you run into people and you like it. Tags them sort of. It, it's very weird. Hmm. I'll have to show you the trailer later. Yeah, I haven't, but I haven't you could like dash attack into people. Yeah, you could like dash through people and it would shoot off lasers on them. It, it's pretty crazy. Well, I, so that's the one thing I, I really did like about Gunvolt was like he had the, the tag gun, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then he would he like shot. you'd shot him, and then depending on how many times you hit a target, it would stack how many times your lightning would arc yeah. to him. Yeah. And then you, you hit the button and you get that shield, that arc, yeah. and all the lightning would just kind of arc to yeah. different enemies. Yeah. And you got different ways you could tag yeah. them. Because yeah. I think you could get one that that curved off. Yeah. Or it was really goofy. And I always like Gunvolt like, as a character design. Like He looks great. Mm -hmm. Like The controls are great. Like And it's it's a fun action game. Mm -hmm. It felt a lot like the X games. I think to me it's like that kind of felt like they wanted to make more Mega Man Zero. That's that's what it was could, to me. It was like they they couldn't do another Mega Man Zero, so they made that instead. Mm -hmm. So because it's almost it's the same cool. art style. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very similar. Um, and I really, I yeah, I enjoyed those very thoroughly. So that's yeah. I I know there are some other games that are basically like Mega Man. Like there's some Dojin games. Like there's one I know in the Toho series that was uh, oh, yeah. Mega Mario. It was a fun fan game. Plus, there's some like there's there's some official like older games like remember Creon Conquest or whatever for oh and, my god yeah, so it's basically not as good as Mega Man it was a Mega, was Man Mega Man engine and it, the game was die a fucking bollicle <laughs> so <laughs> there's there's a little this is a little known fact so obviously when we do power trip for the channel we don't always beat the games in one go obviously well we, as, we talked about that with like like uh. There are certain games uh, that we was it Snake Rattle and Roll we've had to come back to Battle Toads. Yeah, Creon Conquest was one we had actually tried, and it did not it did not go well. <laughs> um, there were actually quite a few games that we played where just the footage never saw the light of day. Adventure Island we tried we played for a couple hours and realized that was a no go. Snake Rattle and Roll we did the special on. Uh, Battletoads we did a special on, but that one we knew we weren't going to beat. Um, yeah, Creon Conquest was another one. We played, I think, maybe 40 minutes until we realized we had no continues and Paul couldn't beat level 2. <laughs> we were like, this is not happening today. So it's like, yeah, that's... that's Creon Conquest is no joke. That, that was a game they purposefully made harder here than in Japan. Japan had a continue feature. Huh. And for some reason they took it out here because they thought we liked hard games. We don't! <laughs> we're Americans! We're pussies! That's why we had normal and difficult mode, which was just easy and regular. That's why we had here. Game Genie! No kidding! <laughs> we made ways to cheat! This is the American way, damn it! 
No, actually, I just thought of another thing. How well, like, with, like, the big, like, superhero-type boom for cinematic oh. stuff, do you think a property like Mega Man would translate well to either live-action or, like, an an animated feature or anything like that. I think an animated movie, I think, would, would, would work would work really well. I feel like that would be the only way it would work. With animated? With his design, animated would be. Otherwise, it would have to definitely... I don't think they could put him in the blue jumpsuit but, but no, but in, they could have, in a live action. But have, you've seen Alita, right? Yeah, I, I, do you think I they really could like do, it. like... You, so you haven't seen it. I've seen the trailers for it. Yeah. Okay, but, like, she's CG. Like, they could do Mega Man sort of like that, because there are humans... I guess. And there are the robots in there as well, so do you, like, would it translate, or would it just be one of those properties that would look weird? I feel like his design would look ridiculous. In place in a real-world setting with, like, the helmet and shit, I think they would have to kind of redesign him to to where he... Because, I mean, you look at, look at Sonic, the Sonic movie. It looks ridiculous. Like, even with his redesign, it still looks out of place. It just for some reason to me that kind of. Uh, but then again, they could always know. adapt like legend, the legend story instead, so I, it would yeah. make more aesthetic sense. I think legends yeah. would make more sense into a live action, but not so much like classic or I, I, X series. I suppose could, but I think they would have to redesign his character to make it work live action. Yeah, I think that a live action one could work um, with certain concessions um but i mean it's definitely possible i i think it would be easier to take as an animated movie mm-hmm. uh, it's something that, so they, that they that they could do i think that that, that that could work really well and there could be many ways that they, that they could go about it they could try like a, like a one-off story just for one of the games or they could try something unique or try something like kind of like like into the spider-verse where it's like a crossover of multiple properties which i think would be kind of fun if they had different mega that'd men be together. pretty interesting uh, that'd be pretty fun if they had like the different mega men all all yeah. together like that to me would be really cool, but you know I could see it working well. And if they did the classic one, it would basically just be like Astro Boy, which mm-hmm. I think you know has worked out pretty well. So they could do something like that. Um, and if it's the X series, I think that those kind of sci-fi stories do work. Like I, I wouldn't see any reason why they can't really do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for live action, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. As I, I feel yeah. like they would, they would. I don't think we would adapt it as, like, a one-to-one thing. I would equate it kind of to, like, how the Final Fantasy VII movie was. That would never have been able to be properly put in, like, a live-action setting. I think that movie had to be CG. Like, Resident Evil, like, what was the one that they made with, like, Leon and those? Was it Genesis? Or no? What What were the... Resident Evil movies they did. Are you talking about Degenerate uh, or Degenerate? You should say Degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, those were CG. CG. I think those could have actually been live action. I don't think... Well, I think my big... The big problem with the Resident Evil ones is they went, like, more bombastic than... Oh, it got ridiculous. That they went more on the extreme <sighs> rather than making them feel, like, tension... Mo- like, yeah. almost not quite horror-horror in the way, like, old Romero movies well, were, but more... More action. They, they <laughs> leaned on that too much with the absurdities. The Resident Evil movies went definitely like it, it definitely leaned more towards like Galarians as the series went on. Like one yeah. felt survival horror. Like one to me was fantastic. I loved the first Resident Evil movie. Two was okay. 
And then you get to the ending of two where now she has like psychic powers. You're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And then three is it just fell off the rails. Like I don't know what the hell happened, what they were thinking with three and four, but I feel like like Final Fantasy Seven. I don't think could have. I mean, look at even the Dragon Ball movie. Come on, man. That live action movie was atrocious. Well, and I think that's also part of it too. Is you got to get someone who respects the the franchise to make yeah. it, not someone who's just trying to cash in. I feel like the character designs in general just don't. A live action person with Cloud's haircut it just could not work. It just would not make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I feel like there's stylistic choices that they would have to do with Mega Man to make it live action. To make it look not ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. But, because, like, do you remember when you brought over the Mega Man helmet and the buster? Yeah. Like, you couldn't make a movie like that. <laughs> Just I mean, crazy. You could. It would just look. <laughs> cue the tinfoil hats. <laughs> like it would just. I don't know. But I could definitely see Mega Man going into more of an animated movie yeah. kind of idea. I think if I did that, I would. I would be a Fortnite. Like, I, I if they want to do something unique, I thought like kind of an Into the Spider Verse approach would would be, would, would be really fun. Yeah. Like that 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 would be something I would I would like to see. That would be really cool, actually. I definitely think it's an IP that's underutilized, and I hope since we're in the age of nostalgia that they they kind of pick it back up and and put it in the in the spotlight where it deserves to be because besides Mario it's Mega Man's pretty close to a household name like a lot of people know Mega Man it's yeah. one of their longest running series I mean I can't really think of too yeah. many more that have spanned yeah. from the original That's... NES to current oh, yeah. systems and I've that's one where I've I've always loved Capcom. They have these really enduring things. There's you know Monster Hunter, Resident Evil, Street Fighter, and Mega Man's always been the one to me. Like where it's always been near and dear to my heart, and it's gone there. And I think that it's it he's he hasn't reached the heights of something you know like Mario has, mm-hmm. but he's always been something that has been well liked by a lot of people. Absolutely, um, I would definitely put him in the same echelon as Zelda and and. Mario to me, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's one. I, I I would definitely love to see him get those kind of numbers and get those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, like you know, he doesn't. I'm I'm okay because it's it's for me. It's a it's a really personal connection, and yeah. ultimately, like I just want people to enjoy it and find the series. And if you know they can make new ones and people can love it, then that's great. So yeah, I just really hope there's more coming out for it. I feel like he's kind of on that same shelf as like Metroid. Where it's like it's such a fantastic series yeah. and it's so underutilized that it it, 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 it deserves to be up there. Yeah, you know, because I mean, it's it's such a cute series and and there's so many different ways you can take it. Mm-hmm. it you know, if if you want a more serious approach, take take the X series or or the Z, the the Z or the Zero yeah. series. Yeah. If you want more of like a platforming shooter, take take the original. You know, it's there's so many different ways you can do it. If you want more of an RPG experience, do the Battle Network games. Like, there's so many different styles that can be applied to it that it just works. You know what I mean? And and it caters to damn near everybody. So I I love it. I've always liked Mega Man. I want to get more into like the Battle Network series. I, I have the first one, and I think maybe the second one even. And I want to play those. Obviously, the Zero Collection I'm getting. Yeah, well, I, I know I I plan on kind of 
I don't care what Paul says, forcing you uh, to play, we're going to play through uh, network transmission for GameCube soon. Oh, absolutely. I actually was, once, I'm, once I've kind of gotten sick of Zillia, <laughs> is plugging that one in, or even the first Battle Network on my GameCube mm-hmm. and playing that. But uh, I think that'll do it. What else? You, unless you guys can think of another thing to talk about quick? I mean, I can always talk about Mega Man. <laughs> this could take forever. <laughs> but um, I think that'll do it for this episode of the PowerCast, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Tim, you're always welcome to be on. Anytime we don't need Paul, which, <laughs> which is always. Always. <laughs> Tim, you're a better player than Paul could ever okay. be. Do you want to replace Paul as a permanent member of Power Trip? <laughs> Though we have to ask, does he have funny rage outbursts? Because <laughs> that's why we keep Paul around. I don't know. I hear Tim's pretty funny drunk. I've never seen it. Okay. I hear you're quite the, quite the, the cut-up as a drunken man. I don't know. Taking over Paul's spot would be a, would be a, a big responsibility. <laughs> You'll have to get used to a lot of banter. (laughs) But thanks for being on. I always appreciate you. I love you to death. Kevin. Nah, I'm just here. I can take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, that's it. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to powertripgaming.tv. You can watch the main series of the channel where we tackle the NES collection. Watch the side quest videos. Uh, Tim's playing his way through the X Collection. Listen to more of our PowerCasts, because those are always fun. That's right, on iTunes or Stitcher. If you're watching this on YouTube, I put them there. But you can find the Power Trick Gaming PowerCast there, where you can listen to all our other episodes. Um, But that'll do it. So that was the uh, Pokemon... Pokemon, man! That was the Pokemon Trip PowerCast. (laughs) This is the Mega Man Power Hour! Oh my god, maybe we should do it. Mega Man Power 2 Hour Power! Just offshoot (laughs) the PowerCast into the PokeCast. Motherfucker. Just for certain people. Oh god, (laughs) just for certain people. Not the one guy who doesn't doesn't know anything about it. Um, But that was the Power Trip Gaming PowerCast. Now you're listening with power! Oh fuck!